This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever is on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that site, freetalklive.com. Start things out uh, going overseas. Wayne, you've got a story from, is it Italy? Yes. Where they have really gotten... Well, micromanaging uh, of pe- over people's lives and who they can associate with and where. I mean, here in America, we believe that according to the government's constitution, there's some right to assemble, to peaceably assemble. But even here in America, that has uh, that right has been restricted by governments who, local governments who, for instance, will say that you are not allowed to have a protest without permission as we're seeing with the D- Democratic and Republican conventions where right. protesters are just not allowed. And if you happen to be nearby a protester, then you just get rounded up, too. The, right, uh, the, the First Amendment says the, the right to peaceably assemble. It doesn't say the right to peaceably assemble with a permit. So there's the obviously protest permits, uh, gathering permits. If you just want to go get together and hang out and you're above a certain number of people. Remember, I remember down in Sarasota, Florida, where you and I used to live, Mark, and actually Wayne used to live in Sarasota. Uh, but I remember down there, they actually had passed an ordinance in the city that said that nobody may gather in uh, groups of more than 75 on public property. And so, you know, that was pretty outrageous to us, a clear violation of their own rules, which is their government's constitution. And the... I mean, nothing ever came about of the, the the libertarian parties fighting that. But nonetheless, we, you know, we certainly were pretty outraged by it. But this makes it look um, pretty sad in comparison, Wayne. Yes, there was a story from the Belfast Telegraph. Italian mayor accused of fascism as gatherings of three or more people are banned. Massimo uh, Giordano, Gio, Giordano, a member of the Anti-Immigration Northern League, has been compared by the left with the fascist dictator Benito Mussolini for banning gatherings of more than two people in public places at night. <laughs> Those who ignore the ban will face a 500 euro fine. Let me, wait a minute. Two? Two people? More, more than two people, so three or so, more. So you and I could hang out, Wayne, but if Mark came over to talk with us, then that would be a gathering and we'd be in trouble yes. if spotted by the police. We would be in trouble <laughs> if, if we were at nighttime. So... Did they wow. give any indication as to why they have this uh, ordinance going? I mean, uh, Giordano maintains that the citizens of uh, Navarra had asked for the measure to reinforce decorum and prevent damage to public parks and gardens. However, opposition <laughs> councillors have responded with fury and said it was reminiscent of Benito Mussolini's edict of the 1920s, which banned groups of five or more people. No, so, that's, that's, that's worse <laughs> than reminiscent. Yes, that's even worse than Mussolini. Amazing, oh, isn't yeah. it? Giordano also banned drinking in public places after 6 p.m. and closed an immigrant cultural center. Talk about a, just a no-fun kind of guy. Opposition counselor Sarah Palladini said, There is no emergency situation here in Navarra, and there's no need for fas- fascist edict. But there's always an emergency, Wayne. I mean, the government can always come up with something that will justify there being an emergency. I mean, when you brought this up before the show, it made me wonder, because we'd speculated, or I'd speculated on the air uh, over the last day or so, about whether or not that 24-hour curfew was still going on down in Helena, Arkansas. And I looked around, and it's been about two weeks, a little less than two weeks since the last news report came out. And the last news report was that they were expanding the 24-hour curfew. So I've not seen if it has <laughs> to been... what, 27 hours? No, no, meaning they were expanding the areas that it applied to. So... <laughs> 
I, I don't know. It's just amazing watching all this happen, and they will continue to do this as long as people continue to obey. Uh, to obey. If people's response to this is to say, oh, well, that, that violates the Constitution. We're going to file a lawsuit and see what the judge has to say. In the meantime, we're not going to associate more than two or uh, groups of larger than two. You know, if so, if people keep going along with this crap as they try to challenge it within the system, they're just begging for more. They're just, they're just giving their tacit consent saying, Yes, we believe that we are ruled by your system and we will obey whatever laws you put into place until we can possibly manage to repeal them by using your system and the rules that you set up. Really, do you want to keep running through that rat maze? Do you want to keep playing their game? You think that that by appealing to their courts and that by appealing to their government bureaucrats that you're going to be able to turn all this around and regain freedom or attain freedom somehow? Yeah, it's kind of like asking a criminal who's holding a gun on you and robbing you to, to, to buy you a gun. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. In the meantime, you can keep robbing me, but yeah. will you please you know, give me some way to defend myself? Yeah. That's really the absurdity of this. So I ask, I mean, I wonder how many people in this, uh, this Italian town will... Uh, will obey this. How many will go along with the diktat? Well, they are deploying 3,000 troops. Whoa! So yeah. wait a minute, I'm sorry. Well, if they're going to deploy 3,000 troops, what do they need the curfew for? Um, I mean, you know, if they've got 3,000 troops, put them out wherever the problems are and make sure that uh, people aren't trampling the well, gardens the, or whatever it is. That the curfew for. allows you to arrest people, Mark, and harass them and search them. Well, you need to be able to, uh, if you've, you should be arresting the people that are trampling the gardens. Isn't that what the, the yeah, complaint here is? Yeah, but there's people is? walking around with marijuana in their pocket. They could be arresting those people, too. They could be. I mean, that's what this is all about, right? It's just about obedience, and it's about giving the police more opportunities to put more warm bodies in cold prison cells. Well, evidently from the story, it looks like they've got everyone all upset over crime. So the That's what it is in Arkansas. It's always crime. That's what it was in D.C. a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some critics said the deployment would do little to reduce crime, while others objected to the use of soldiers for policing. Hmm. I think it'll probably uh, run crime down a little bit, but in the process, your freedom goes away. Yeah, will it run crime down? I wonder well, about that. I, you know, in the in the area where one of these soldiers is, yeah, you're not going to see a lot of crime. Sure, yeah, overt 3, crime like thousand. Sure. Now wait, a, was this? I thought it was like a town. This must be a city. What is this? It's a town, but I guess this is spread out in that region. So it isn't just in the town, but it's in that region where. Uh, so they, the, they've passed this piece of legislation for a region, but it was passed in a town. Is that the idea? It's kind I of guess like a this, city. That, this curfew is in the town, but the troops are in, in, a, in an area, and, and, a, and a lot of it's wow. also being blamed on immigrants, too, illegal immigrants. A lot of the crime. Yes, a lot mm. of the crime. That sounds really familiar, Wayne. All of that sounds awfully I remember when them Italians came over here, they were all kinds of crime. <laughs> Those damn Italians. <laughs> now they're amazing. complaining about immigrants over there. So, uh, I mean, it's just this micromanaging. These people believe they own you. They believe they own your property. They believe they own you. They believe they own your children. We were talking last night about a story where teenagers in Texas, some teenagers are going to be given GPS tracking anklets, and they'll have to wear them at all times. Because they skipped school a handful of times, because they're you know oh. chronically not attending the government schools, so they're going to turn them into more obvious prisoners. I mean, we know that kids are are prisoners already. They go to the day camp kind of prison for eight hours a day, <laughs> and then they're allowed to be taken care of by their uh, their other you know the people that are responsible for feeding them. But it's just so sad to see all of this happen, and to to watch Americans and and Italians and people all around the world just 
shrug and say, oh, well, it's for our safety. We better obey. Oh, we wouldn't want to be arrested now, would we? We wouldn't want to go to the government's prison for a day or two or however long they would hold you on some violation like this. Presumably they might ticket you first because they want to get money, right? They don't want to spend money. They don't want to spend their money on putting you in a jail cell if they don't have to. They'd rather have you paying them and out and about making the money with which to pay them. And, and how, how are soldiers going to uh, address burglary and mugging? Sounds like the, uh, the soldiers are probably pretty pricey, too. I don't know. Do they, do they have to pay soldiers more when they go fight or no? Probably when they not. fight, they get a you know a, a higher wage, yeah, but it's not uh, they're not fighting. They're just you know doing, occupying, occupying. Right. Yeah. Um, Navarra has uh, about a hundred and two, hundred and three thousand people. Okay, so about the size of Manchester, New Hampshire, then. Hmm. Three thousand troops. Imagine that. Those of you living in relatively small, I mean, that's kind of a mid-sized to smallish city. Ten thousand people. Those of you living in a uh, city, imagine having troops all about the place. At every street corner. It sounds like 3,000 troops would be, would be pretty outnumbered if people just decided not to obey. Well, they, they certainly would. Be, would. But, uh, that Everything won't fails. The, the entire government system crumbles if people decide not to obey. The, the thing really does, it, it lives and dies based on people's obedience. And that's why they're so scared. That's why you watched the video, Wayne, before uh, the show started. We're going to talk about that a little bit more, some of the responses that have come out from my video, The Couch Enforcer, which you can see at freekeen.com. But they, they beg us to vote. They beg us to participate in their system. Why is that? Why are they so concerned? And why do they want you to vote? What, what is it about the whole process that they want us to adhere to? Why is it they're so afraid that we aren't adhering to their process? It's because the process is what gives them their, their legitimacy. It's what separates them from every other criminal gang out there. We'll get to your calls about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Live, you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those, including archives and entire year's worth of the program. Front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Just click, and they're yours at freetalklive.com. If you haven't got that uh, will done, go get it now. Uh, go get it done now at legalzoom.com. Your family will thank you if you... You know, we're all going to die someday. Might happen to you sooner than you think. LegalZoom.com will help you take care of those uh, those kind of situations. Use code FTL to save 10 bucks or off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls. Norbert is on the line in Illinois. Norbert, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, guys, hi. Hey, what's How on you doing? Your, what's happening, <laughs> Sorry, Norbert? The, the phone kind of went in and out there for a second. Sounds so. good to me, though. Go right ahead. All right, uh, gentlemen, uh, good to finally hear your voices uh, live. I've been listening to you guys for a long time, but I don't want to drag you out into that. But yes, sir. I have a little uh, issue with my friend. Hmm. Uh, I've converted to libertarianism, uh, mostly thanks, thanks to you two uh, guys, Mark Ian, and uh, your support group. Uh, you guys really showed me the way to go, uh, changed my mind completely as to the world of politics. Wasn't you changed your mind. We did not. Yeah, well, <laughs> you guys really helped. Uh, Thank you. You guys put it in such a plain way, uh, uh, clarify things. It's unbelievable. Great. Uh, and I actually want you guys to help me out with a little issue I'm having with my buddy. All right, what okay. is it? Uh, I've been, I'm, don't, I can't really argue, uh, create good arguments uh, very well. And 
it's been really hard for me to show him, uh, my buddy, uh, the way of thinking uh, that you guys can uh, uh, make. Now, uh, I showed him uh, your website, and I've, I've told him a little bit about uh, uh, liberty, and I've given him some good arguments. For example, uh, you guys, you know, get rid of the police. You guys can have protection services. Get rid of the roads. You can privatize them. Oh, you're jumping right into the, uh, the tough ones, or is that what he's bringing up as objections? Well, he... He's a truck driver, so he's got a lot of time to think. He went on the road, came back a couple of months later, and threw this whole system at me. Now, my first reaction, this is completely communist. Uh, let me tell you the system. Okay. Uh, in his mind, um, greed is something to be eliminated. It is not a virtue. It is a complete... Uh, uh, I'm forgetting the word right now since I'm a little bit nervous. That's but, okay. Uh, you know, nice. uh, the opposite of greed. Okay. You know, when, people, when people bring up greed, I always think of the fact that it doesn't matter what type of society you have. Uh, you can have greed in a, in a communist society. What yeah, do you think sure. all the members of the Politburo right. are? They're greedy for power, and they, they live in all the best houses and eat the best food, and everybody else stands in line for toilet paper. Oh, well, of course. If, uh, hit him with this. That it's not greed that, in fact, is the bad thing, but it's, in fact, uh, dishonesty. It's uh, being being willing to hurt other people to get what you want. Because if you're greedy and you never do anything to harm anyone, you know, how bad is that? You you never donate to a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of Scrooge McDuck here, who probably would do something wrong. But, uh, you know, he, he wouldn't give money to a charity. He would hoard all of his uh, money. He would, uh, you know, be stingy and in, in in spending it and that kind of thing. He'd be well, remarkably like Ian. And the, hey, no. <laughs> the, I give quite a bit of myself. Thank you very much. Oh, you're you're always out doing something, that's, that's for sure. But... Um, you, you don't like to spend money on things. I like to spend right. money on the things that should have mo- the, uh, money spent on them. Like, like blinking boxes. Exactly. And that's about it. Anyhow, um, yeah, you, you drink sour milk rather than... But uh, really, addressing greed, I think John Stossel did a fine job. He actually had a, uh, I believe it was back in the 90s, one of his hour-long presentations about why greed is good. And it's my understanding that the basic concept there is that greed is fine as long as the people who are greedy are checked by free market competition. So right. if, uh, you know, if you are a greedy businessman that wants to make all kinds of money marking up your products, you can only mark up your products so much as long as there's somebody else in town or somebody else who's free to start up a competing business to get in there and say, whoa, you're getting way too greedy. I'm jumping in and I'm going to compete and I'm going to take I'm going to take your market share. The time greed becomes a problem and it is a problem today. The reason why it's a problem is because of power, because people with guns are willing to use guns in order to satiate their greed, and that's what we have with the government system today. So that's where greed really becomes dangerous. But I know you just barely begun describing his vision. And also the big problem nowadays is you have people with political connections who are able to use the guns of government to enforce their greed rather than being able to compete on a level playing field with everybody else. Sure. So business regulations are actually a result of greed rather than some uh, some altruistic trying to help the people. Well, that's right. And so much of our economy nowadays is not capitalistic. It's actually cartelized. And, and that right. comes from greed, too, and, and the use of government to, uh, uh, to rob the people. But government is the enabler of all of this stuff. Yes. So what's the rest of the vision? Go ahead. Well, it's it's really funny because I stress to him that government is a bad thing, um, except for Mark. Well, what are you going to do? But uh, <laughs> government is bad, so 
he came up with a communist system actually without a form of government. Sorry, that's my dog. No problem. Um, over well, in another room. You, you, you can't have a communist system without a government because... Right, that's what I said, but... Uh, so let me quickly describe the system from beginning to end. Okay, go. And what he wants to do is... His theory of why, why all other communist governments failed is because <laughs> there's no uh, means of supporting production uh, and... No, no, no. The reason why other communist governments fail is because he wasn't put in charge. That's the reason why. (laughs) Exactly. You know what? I can't help it. In his mind, uh, the way to uh, uh, make uh, communism work is to have some magical machine and a means of uh, that would be able to produce everything that everybody needed. Like Star Trek. Okay, like yeah, that sounds right? like yeah. the Star Trek vision. Yeah. But you know, so, I, I can't help but thinking about your friend since he's a truck driver. If you can, <laughs> if you can, uh, because sometimes if you tell him something, he says, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. But do you have a good book on tape you can give him just to listen to on one of his trips? How about Free Talk Live on MP3s or the Market for I, Liberty? I, I yeah, actually the mar- did that's give what, him that's what Free I was Talk Live about. on MP3s, and he—it's funny because he agrees with everything you guys say, uh, but then he forms these weird ideas that are not. <laughs> quite workable. I'm all for and, and, and like I, we have actually discussed the idea that uh, property, you know, the the idea of property would change once there was a replicator, which is what they called it on Star Trek. Yeah, right. um, and unlimited it, energy. It really would. Well, you know, once there's unlimited en- energy, once there's unlimited, uh, uh, you know, you can always if somebody steals your uh, your milkshake out of your hand and you can go get a, another milkshake at the replicator. Big deal. Yeah. You know? Big deal. <laughs> so uh, property would entirely change with a replicator uh, machine, but currently property is finite. Yeah. So right. um, you know, it's it's control of finite resources that uh, you know drives many people. This is this greed thing that he's talking about. I I, I, right. I may agree with him. One thing's for sure: we're never going to get to the point of having a replicator unless we have a free marketplace that in order to true. have exactly. people have the freedom to to make these changes. You know, one thing you might want to point out to him or talk to him about is some of the things you agree on. And I, you may have already done this, but it's important. I mean, for those listening, it's important that if you feel like you're arguing with your friends or family, then don't argue. Try to instead persuade. And there's some excellent books over at the Advocates for Self Government at theadvocates.org about how to use the the tactics of persuasion, basically verbal jujitsu or whatever, mm-hmm. to right. uh, to essentially bring them on board. And so starting on a point of agreement is always a good way. So as a truck driver, he's probably regulated to death uh, if he's you know driving certainly interstate state the federal government is probably down his throat that might be something to ask oh, him about you know ask him questions about what's it like to be controlled in that way and then some you know extract out well if you think you'd be better off without the government there let's look at some other areas where government's actually causing harm instead of helping and i thank you for the call tonight 800-259-9231 it is free talk live our archives website and podcast will continue to stay free but if you think other people deserve to hear this show Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a wiki with over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. You can go and get interactive there for free at wiki, dot 
Com. And do you want to easily update the look of those old cabinets or that old set of drawers? Well, innerknobs.com offers a wide variety of knobs and pulls for every taste and budget. Save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's innerknobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com, or see their banner on our website at freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls about whatever you want, it's Lucas in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Lucas. Hey, guys. Uh, I would just like to express my frustration in trying to bring the older crowd, like, 20 and up to the message of liberty. <laughs> That's uh, the older crowd? <laughs> yeah, for me. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, That's I'm you, starting Ian. high school next week. You're starting high school, you said? Yeah, wow. next week. Yeah. Have fun with so, that. Yay. So what, go ahead I and will. share some of your stories. Uh, I'm just going to list some things that left me completely flabbergasted, some of these responses. I do not have the right to snort coke off of a hooker's ass. Well, <laughs> if you've paid her, you absolutely do. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I imagine it, it seems like you went extreme awfully quickly. <laughs> yes, yes, I tried to be funny. Wait, okay. was that one of their responses to you or one of... Yes, I do not have the inalienable right to snort coke off a hooker's ass. True, you don't have the inalienable right uh, by default, but if you've contracted with the hooker, then she'll probably let you snort whatever you want. Well... Provided that I had contracted with her. Okay. Well, they're yeah. wrong. <laughs> Why would they say something like that? Oh, you know, they've been taught for the past two decades to love Big Brother. Hmm. Well, maybe it's this instead. <laughs> what, what? Maybe it's that, uh, you know, it's, especially when you're getting down in the age brackets, uh, for instance, to a, a senior in high school, everything that a freshman says is stupid. Um, to, you know, older people, everything mm. that younger people say is stupid and immature. And, this is a good point. You know, well, the, most, a lot of these people thought I had already finished high school. I mean, it's on the interbuts. Oh, okay. okay. Um, yeah. the, I, I don't have an explanation there then beyond that other than, you know, they, they just don't think you have that right. By the way, have you ever yeah. snorted? cocaine off a hooker's ass I, I don't how many hookers no, can you find not, it unfortunately yeah i mean I how, unfortunately thank right goodness you haven't it's very overrated <laughs> the cocaine's not good for you and the hooker's worse for you <laughs> ice cream is better uh, ice cream off the hooker you mean yeah okay yeah there you go awesome. you're gonna catch good, something good tips good tips uh you know uh, the internet discussions are really only worth so much Whenever you're on an internet forum, whether whatever it is you're discussing, whether you're debating, you know, movies or politics issues, whatever it is, it's really just a knockdown, dirty, drag out fight for the most part. I mean, you can try to use the elements of persuasion, but most of the people on these internet forums are kind of troll. A lot of them are very trollish, and they're they're just playing with I you as much troll. as you're playing with them. And so, troll. really, if anything, it's going to benefit those who are watching. So even if you don't actually have a uh, you know conversion success with the person you're talking to, you never know who was looking at the threads that you were posting that may have actually been persuaded by what you say. And another one that kind of left me floored, uh, when I brought up, uh, what do you call it, uh, private protection agencies, mm -hmm. here's what I got a uh, response to. Free market competition in production would be a big problem if you think about it more deeply. What's to stop these protection agencies from fighting each other and causing all-out wars? This well, person pretty, doesn't understand economics. That's that's the that's pretty common. Um, you know, the it's, it's one of the concerns that I have with the the whole idea of free market protectionism. How uh, are they going to fund their war? Well, um, how do gangs fund their wars? Well, there's not really much of a gang war. I mean, they just assassinate one another. And, and okay, I mean, so guerrilla war. 
Okay, but the gang members aren't being usually paid by the gang. I mean, they usually get paid when they do a drug deal or something like that. They get paid sort of on the spot. I don't know if gang members are on salary. So you're saying these security companies couldn't have company men that were uh, of of the same ilk that gang members are? I'm saying it's going to cost them if they. I mean, it's not that this is impossible, Mark. It is possible, but it will cost them dearly if they are going around trying to initiate force on their competition when the competition is fully willing to defend itself with force. You're going to lose men. You're going to have to pay out big time to their families or whatever sort of insurance policies they might have taken out on themselves. I mean, many of these guys are going to have something to lose, so it's going to have it's going to cost quite a bit in order to uh, employ their services to enact violence upon people. I mean, we're talking about something that is significantly economically prohibitive. And the only reason why governments can do it, and this is the reason you don't see, the reason why governments do it is because they can print their own money. They can print out as much as they need to print in order to pay the military people. And taxes. Businesses don't have that ability. These uh, so-called private protection agencies would have to be getting their money either from personal savings or they'd have to be extracting it from their voluntarily contributing uh, customers. And I don't want to uh, give money to a company that's going to be initiating force on another company. That's not the kind of world that I want to live in. So again, it's just economically not feasible to actually do something like that. You would lose money hand over fist, and you'd have no way of reclaiming it. I mean, because if you go and you kill off your competition, what are you going to take over? Their offices? A couple of cars? I mean, what, what's, you're not going to be able to make your money back in any way, shape, or form. And you'll be constantly opposed. If one company gets taken out, there will be another company that starts up that says, well, they, may, they messed up. We can do it right. Give us your money. We'll protect you from these people that are, are looking to use force over you. So, yes, it's possible. It's not very likely, though. And right now we have a gang of criminals that's exercising arbitrary and coercive force over an entire population, and they call themselves government. And that's what we're trying to deal with. Great objections. Call us back some other time. Thanks, Lucas, for the call. 800-259-9231. We go to Alex in New Jersey, another one of our younger listeners. You're on the amp line. Hello, Alex. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I uh, sent you an email regarding... uh what, how I was inspired by Sam in Texas to uh, to really question the authority of uh, my direct to uh, supposed superiors. Uh, what I decided to do was uh, question the principal of my high school. What would be the consequences if I did not sign the school policy agreement? And school. And wait, wait, what is this? Is like some sort of thing you have to sign every year? Yeah, every year you sign a, a school policy agreement saying that you will agree with everything that's in the handbook. So you'll wear the dress, you'll do the dress code appropriately and all of their silly little rules. Right. You, I'm you reading it here. It says substance abuse policy, weapons awareness agreement, uh, computer use and internet contract, which is my big thing, and the dress code. Hmm. So I went down to the school and I talked to the secretary and, you know, she dodged the question and then she redirected it to the head office person, and uh, I politely asked the uh, bureaucrat, what would happen if I don't sign this form? Hmm. And then she was kind of stunned by the question, and she became all nervous. Yeah, she most of their victims of the just sign it. They don't question it. You're probably the right. first person she, that's uh, ever done she, that. She, she made a copy of the form, and then she wrote something on it, and then she made a phone call to the principal. Hmm. And then the principal came running in, like rushing in with another administrator, and he was looking all afraid. And then the head bureaucrat stated that uh, I was refusing to sign the form, and I never said that. Did you, you know, did you correct them, or just, uh, just did you did you correct them, or did you just let, let it lie? 
Well, I, I did correct them. Not I didn't interrupt her, but I did correct them at the end. But uh, when the principal saw me, he kind of turned. He he calmed down and he looked unsurprised because I'm that kid who's always questioning authority. Mm. Yep. So his response to my question was that I wouldn't be allowed to come in school. But that was at first. And then I started pressing upon him what the legal ramifications would be if I didn't sign it. But he kept saying that I wouldn't be allowed to come into school, and he was kind of dodging the question because mm-hmm. he didn't want to make it seem like it was, the system was against me, yeah. you know, that the tables are all against me. He wanted to make it seem like this is our process, as, as uh, Sam would say. But I would question him further, and um, he said that I would be placed in an alternative school. Uh-huh. And I said, what would happen um, if, if that were the case? Uh, would I be taken to that alternative school involuntarily against my will? And he said, yes, that I would. And what I, do said, you th- I, I insured him after that that I would sign the papers, and we kind of laughed, we shook hands. Uh-huh. And then he was, he was all relieved after, uh, relieved after that, and uh, I thanked him for his time, and then I walked out. Would that but mean, what, I wonder that, why he was so relieved. Was it because, do you think it's because they get paid based per pupil? Like each probably each pupil they have in the school is you know another forty grand that the school gets in a budget or thir- thirteen or whatever it is that they spend seven grand whatever the amount is is that why he was so happy about this I want I want you to continue Perhaps your story maybe, maybe here it's in a just moment. more paperwork hang on Alex eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one I want to find out if he knows anything about this alternative school is it is it a school that's more like jail than regular school what is the alternative school this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you're buying new or used in over 41 categories, get your shopping done at amazon.freetalklive.com and feel good because you're getting the stuff you want. Great prices and Free Talk Live will get a percentage if you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. Back to the phones and back to Alex in New Jersey. You went in, you decided to ask some questions that maybe the school bureaucrats don't normally get from their victims when they try to uh, force them or coerce them into signing the little I agree to your rules statement they want you to sign at the beginning of every school year. And uh, they, they acted as though they were shocked. They never probably had never heard a question like that from the mouths of any of their uh, any anybody. And they said that, uh, you know, you don't have to sign it, but you're not going to be allowed to come to school here. When you pressed for more information, they did reveal that you would be forced to go to an alternative school. What is what does that mean? Do you know what is the alternative school in your area? Are you familiar with it? I'm not familiar with it because, you know, I'm a pretty good student, but um, you know, in my, what, from, what I've, from what I've been able to research, the alternative school is for troubled teens who have emotional issues. Mm-hmm. And whenever I hear that word emotional issues and teens, I'm always thinking of drugs. And yes. I'm thinking of drugs like pharmaceutical drugs that they're going to force the kid to take. Mm, that's a possibility. It also means know. they just don't agree with what uh, the, 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 you know, their betters tell yeah. them. Yeah, you've got an emotional problem because you won't sign this agreement like everyone else. That's right. Right. So, um, you know, I just walked out, you know, it was all polite and friendly. And uh, But on the first day of school, which is September 4th, I'm going to sign it, but I'm going to put TDC for threat, duress, coercion. Why don't you just write the, signature. Why don't you write the whole thing? Yeah, why not write threat, it out? Duress, uh, this was, um, you know, signed under threat, duress, or coercion. Right. I don't know. I, don't, I know Wayne advocates TDC, but it doesn't 
it doesn't ring anybody's bells. It's not a common acronym, so it's going to go over everybody's head. Whereas if you write under duress or all rights reserved or threat duress coercion, it makes it very, very clear. And you're in no rush to sign it. You write that before you sign it, right? Do you write it above right your right signature? Right. Well, right, right after, but you want to write it close enough where they can't crop it out. And, mm-hmm. and the reason why people do TDC rather than writing it out is it's subtle so that some, let's say somebody's re- demanding you sign something before you can go leave there or something. You can sneak in the TDC. They don't notice it right away. You, you can leave, and then later on, if it ever comes up in court, you can say, yeah, I signed a TDC because I was under threat to arrest and coercion. Has well, anyone ever but, done but that? But in this, in this case, uh, um, the, uh, I, I, I would like to hear the answer to that. Um, but in this case, he doesn't need to be subtle. He can bring a hammer. He's yeah, been yeah. threatened. <laughs> right. Does, has True. anyone ever done that, though, Wayne? I mean, can you point to anything where somebody's gone into court and shown them, well, this is TDC, so they're, therefore... Well, I knew yeah. some people out in California who actually signed their driver's license with TDC on the end, and 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 one of them told me he got pulled over when the cop saw it. He did he couldn't give him a ticket. Or he, <laughs> That's, uh, it but sounds, sounds like fantastic. Those, yeah, it sounds yeah, like one of those Patriot little, stories. Yeah, exactly. And the problem, <laughs> of course, with these things is is that uh, eventually people on the other side decide how they want to deal with that. And it doesn't really matter what the law says. But Right, exactly. They'll do whatever they want. I mean, they could see that and they can have a problem with it. They could demand that you sign it again or they could just pass it on through and act as though it's nothing. That's right. right, right. Or they could throw you in jail. What was just absolutely great about the whole incident was that I had a uh, hidden voice recorder on me. And I'll be posting a link to it on the forums, but I just think that was one of the best things that I could have done. Any idea what the uh, laws are in uh, your particular uh, state as far as uh, recording people? Well, no, I think it's just a matter of if you can use it as evidence. I mean, oh, if I, I don't if know I about that. It, not here in New Hampshire. Really not here in New Hampshire. Give it out freely to people online. It may not be evidence, though. There are a lot of states where they don't require anybody's consent, where only one party needs to know. So if you are one of the parties, then that's good enough. Uh, and there are actually a lot of states like that. But here in New Hampshire, for instance, it's just if you record anybody without their knowledge, then you know where they are in a place where they would expect privacy. Then you're in you're in trouble. It may just be without their knowledge. I don't even know if it if they have to even have an expectation of privacy. I don't have the the rules in front of me. Not that I really well, care that much. What was much. good was that we didn't have an expectation of privacy because this was in the main office. People are taking phone calls, things of that nature. They it may have an the expectation that they're not recorded though. Office. Yeah, they may have an expectation they not be recorded. I you know it kind of is interesting when you do announce that you're recording because number one you cover your butt whatever place you're He's in. He's probably not allowed to have a recording device in school. In school? Well, now you were visiting. You're, they're not even back to school yet, right? So I think you're allowed to, you know, certainly bring one if you're visiting. He hasn't signed the agreement I didn't yet. Sign, I didn't sign the rules yet. Right. So, so you it's come in, in the rules, then it doesn't matter. You come in, you lay the the recorder on the counter, and you say you're being audio recorded. I have some questions about this, and then see how they see how they behave and see uh, see what they do. Yeah. They may try to tell you that you know, well, I don't give you permission to record me. Well, I didn't ask your permission. <laughs> And then go on with you know go on with your questions. I don't have to ask your permission. Is this public property? You know, today we were actually out in front of the high school here in Keene, and we were handing out. There was uh, somebody had a sign that said uh, "Report school abuses here," and we had some flyers <laughs> that we were handing out that basically say, "Warning: Do not, under any circumstances, visit the following websites." And then you know we basically give them a whole bunch of liberty-oriented sites to not don't go to these sites. 
And so we're handing these things out, and they came up to us, and I wasn't actually standing around when they came up. I was actually sort of in the school parking lot handing things out to people. So they came up to some of the other guys, and they threatened them, and they said, if you come on, if you come past this line, the fence, basically, the school's fence, if you come on the school property, you'll be arrested for trespassing? Now, I wish I had been there for it, because I would have asked, well, is this public property? And they don't want to answer those questions. Because if it's public property, then how could you be trespassing on public property? Anyway, right. that's just as as an aside. So uh, definitely let us know what happens. Maybe you should bring an audio recorder in when you actually sign sign under duress oh, or, or threat duress coercion, whatever it is you plan on, on putting under there. And keep us in the loop, okay, Alex? Definitely. Thanks Thank for you the guys. call, dude. Appreciate the story. 800-259-9231. It's hey, I told I uh, actually forwarded Alex's email to Sam. I said chalk up another one because Sam has really been inspiring a lot of people, many people to get active where they are and question the system, and of course a lot of others to come here to New Hampshire sooner as part of the Free State Project. This brilliant idea to move twenty thousand liberty-loving activists all together to virtually the same place, all again all across the state of New Hampshire. By the way, getting back to the TDC issue, I remember this one incident where I had a good friend who signed his driver's license, TDC, at the end of his signature. Mm-hmm. And he, what he did is, when he was getting his, his, his driver's license, he asked the lady, well, what happens if I don't sign this? And the lady says, well, you know, you could go to jail. Okay. And so he just signed his name, and they put TDC after. Well, he, he showed me his license, and it was cropped out. Mm. Yeah, they don't like that. I know that uh, th- th- a lot of times if you write things like all rights reserved underneath your name and you're trying to do some sort of commercial transaction, like at a bank, they'll just reject you. Mm-hmm. They just won't take it. So it's kind of interesting what happens when you do things like that. That's why I like to hear more stories. I like to hear about people doing these things so we can actually get some real experience. when we do hear the stories, we always question them. You know? But if it's coming sure. straight from somebody – but no, normally, Mark, when we, hear, it's, when we hear a story, it's from somebody who says, I know somebody who told me that blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's very rarely someone like Alex saying, I did this, and this mm-hmm. is what happened. Not that that's that much more reliable, but I believe that it is. I think it's got an extra level. You have to get creative in your techniques because if everybody does the same thing, then there's always going to be a a new canned response to it. But when when you're always – the element of surprise is really important when you're fighting for liberty because when you can come at all these different angles, they don't really know how to react to it. That's when you really get the best reaction. That may be true, but, but even if they do know what's coming, if it's coming in large enough numbers, then there's nothing they can do. I mean, if you've got non-cooperation on a mass scale, and when I say mass scale, I mean 1%. If 1% of the population is, is non-cooperating, they are in trouble. It doesn't matter what sort of legalese they throw at you or what notices they send to you or what uh, hoops they want you to jump through. If you've got people just saying, no, that's okay, I don't consent to your system, I don't want your services thanks, get off my property, or whatever, then what do they do to that? It doesn't matter what they do. They can pass all kinds of new laws. Your laws don't apply to me. I never agreed to them. You gave me the opportunity to agree when I signed the voter registration form, which they actually took that off. They took the line here in New Hampshire about agreeing to follow all their laws. They took it off the voters' form. after It was shortly thereafter uh, that I had refused to sign it. I don't think I had anything to do with it, but awfully coincidental that uh, that happened. So I actually didn't sign that. So you gave me the opportunity to consent? No, I'd, I think I'd just rather be a, a, an inhabitant here rather than one of your little citizens. Resident. Yeah, or resident, as, uh, as they are called. All right, so the toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. Let's continue with David in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Hi, how's it going? Hey, what's um, on your mind? Not much. You know, it's interesting because 
I was on my computer watching the Greed special from John Stossel. Uh, Greed is good. And I, 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 yeah, and I, I close it, and I go to stick them, and, and then I hear you guys talking about it. So I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But, um, I, you know, all these discussions of, you know, liberty and political freedom, economic freedom, obviously are relevant to, like, you know, the political elections and stuff. And, you know, there's, there's something that's very interesting. Um, when you read the Founders, you know, and you read the Constitution. I want you right? to tell me what's interesting in a moment. Hang on. We'll bring you back after the news. More on the way with David and your calls as well as Hour 2 comes up. It's Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything as we launch here at hour number two of the program. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Again, that number is 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Right back to your calls. David is on the line in California. You were uh, attempting to get to something, but we ran out of time in the last hour. So, David, if you could just quickly recap and uh, go ahead with your point. Sure. Um, you know, when, you know, all these discussions about, you know, the role of government, liberty, and all these things, uh, I'm, I think it's very interesting to look at the political philosophy of, you know, the founders of the U.S. and kind of, you know, look at the political philosophy of those who are running. Um, and you just, you're kind of flabbergasted when you read some of these old quotes of, you know, Thomas Jefferson and Madison, you know, who are basically, uh, you know, the founders of the U.S. and the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that, uh, you know, Thomas Jefferson, uh, the famous quote is, the course of history shows that as government grows, liberty decreases. So true. And I would absolutely love to hear someone ask Obama, you know, Barack Obama, do you agree with that? And if you do, because he's proposing, you know, $800 billion or so in increased government size and mm-hmm. spending, ask him, do you agree with that? And if he says yes, then say, aren't you concerned about your policies decreasing liberty? And if he says no, then he looks like kind of a, he's in this bizarre position where he's actually disagreeing. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean. Yeah, it's a good question. Have- I say good luck getting him, you know, getting to the point where you can ask it at this point, because the the further the political process moves along, the more inaccessible the candidates become. For instance, when they're running for uh, the primary, they've got when 10 they're other running, When they're running for the, uh, the, the primary, they haven't uh, sort of put together their plans as much as what we're going to do for That's the true. American people. That's true. They don't have people. specific so, answers. You know, they've just got this these sort of ideas um, and 
you know, you they're yeah, they're they're completely inaccessible. Well, plus I don't know if there's anything. I don't know if there's really much that can come out of that beyond just the fun of bird dogging a candidate. Maybe you know, putting the video up online will kind of bring some people over to yeah. say, huh, these guys aren't what they seem to be. Sure. I just don't know what kind of return on investment you're going to get of trying to get into one huh. of these public forums, spending all that time and effort just to you know ask your question. Yeah, I think the well, best. I- Go ahead. I'm not talking about practically. I, I I don't I don't have any ambitions of trying or anything. I just think I mean there's another thing. Uh, you know James Madison is uh, apparently in like 1794. Uh, Congress was talking about appropriating about fifteen thousand dollars for uh, relief of French refugees or something of that nature. Okay. And James uh, Madison, who's the author of the Constitution. Uh, stood up and said, I cannot undertake to lay my finger on that article of the Constitution which uh, which granted the right of Congress of expending on objects of benevolence the money of their constituents. So the translation is, I can't find anywhere in the Constitution where it gives us the right to pour money for the purpose of charity. In fact, there's other quotes where they flat out say uh, that I cannot find any authority in the Constitution for public charity. And What's interesting is I, I would love to see, imagine if we could, you know, get James Madison and, and Thomas Jefferson to run for political office today. I would love to see the attack ads that Obama would have against Thomas Jefferson. But they would never you get know? to that point. I mean, you had that in Ron Paul. I mean, he was pretty darn close, if not better. Yeah. I mean, because certainly Thomas Jefferson had slaves, and I don't think Ron Paul would advocate something like that. So one might be able to make oh. the argument that Ron Paul is, in fact, far more principled than any of the founding fathers were. And you saw what happened to Ron Paul. He was marginalized, he was ignored, and he never even had a real shot at uh, getting up on stage with uh, Obama or or anybody else. Yeah, and uh, if you look at Google, Google Trends, it's interesting to notice that uh, on the Internet, I mean, you guys probably all know this, the Internet, he was, you know, one of the most popular candidates on YouTube and the Internet. Fundraising, he was one of the most popular candidates, raising more money in one day than uh, many of the other candidates in the entire quarter, as I understood right. it. Right, and it's, it was so funny, on, on Saturday night's show, we were uh, talking to, uh, you know, one of these God, guts, and guns kind of dumb bumper sticker Republicans, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he's like talking about how uh, the, the army's full of Republicans or something like that, and we're like, yeah, but they're Ron Paul Republicans. Ron Paul received more donations ah. from uh, military guys, military guys than anybody else and you know what military guys right (laughs) you know what i had a similar conversation with with somebody the same way same attitude and i said well you know what do all these guys in the military know that you don't and he Mm. got real quiet (laughs) (laughs) i think it's interesting i mean it's an interesting thought experiment uh but is it real is it really even a possibility in reality with all the rules against third parties and the difficulty that Ron Paul had, obviously working within the system, is it even possible that something like that could even come to fruition? I doubt it. Um, but just to be a devil's advocate, because you guys, I'm assuming, are you know somewhat of you guys sympathize with free market economics and Austrian, you know, Milton Friedman. Are you, are you guys all kind of on? I don't know. I've heard not, of that stuff. Is Milton Friedman an Austrian? No, no, he's, he's a, a monetarist. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know well, about no, Friedman. The, no, no, no. The, he's not from he, he, the Austrian school of economics. Right, uh, Milton Friedman is actually what they call a Chicagoan. Um, it's uh, it's economic theory. Right, it's right. it's like an Austrian, only they believe in a central bank. Yeah, in, so in I would I would definitely not be aligned but, but, with that. Milton Friedman was also a road socialist too. Oh, uh, not in, in, for public roads. Yeah, but go on with your uh, so, your point. So you guys, you, so you guys are, are not that. You guys are actually would be, consider yourself more laissez-faire than Milton Friedman. Yes. 
I, I would. I don't know well, about Mark. Uh, yeah. Well, are you guys in favor of um, antitrust laws? Uh, Ron Paul. I'm in favor of freedom and allowing businesses to compete in the open marketplace. So I don't, you I don't have... believe in monopolies in a free market. Yeah, I simply, right. I, you know, I, I've seen no evidence anywhere in in real life uh, that, in fact, it you can't can have happen. a monopoly in anything. Okay, well, but let's talk a... about. Well, I'm interested because these are, these are questions that are brought up to me. All right. All right. Um, now you said you're in favor of freedom. Now you know that's an interesting way of wording it, of course, uh, but. You you would limit. I mean, you are you are in favor of freedom to to a certain degree. You're not in favor of the freedom of me to slap you in the face. No, then right. You, right. you then would be infringing upon my freedom to exist yeah. without okay, so being harmed freedom, by you. So, so all freedom which does not limit the liberties of other is permissible. Right, as long as you aren't um, aggressing against the person, uh, you know, against yeah. another individual or their well, property. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine a scenario where you have t- you know there's a small town. Uh, two gas stations are the only in town. Yep. One guy is a rather fat cat, and he, you know, drops his price below cost uh, over a certain number of days or months. Mm-hmm. The other guy, you know, obviously it's so cheap that he goes out of business. And now the, the city has only one gas station, and he jacks the price up, you know, uh, maybe 100% more of what the market value. When the other guy so, went out of business, did the uh, fat cat buy the gas station that he was in? Um, let's. I guess for the sake of argument, let's we'll say that he did. Okay. How right. long is this guy going to be able to do this for? I mean, this fat cat. How long is he going to be how able to? How far is this town from the next town? <laughs> exactly. Do you understand well, well, how but, ludicrous? You, you understand how ludicrous these scenarios get to be. Yeah. I mean, it gets to the point where um, actually somebody's going to drive a tanker truck full of unleaded gasoline into the town and pump from right there. If, you know, I mean, if right. if the guy's prices are so ludicrous, right? And he's going to burn money. I mean, uh, just eternally because is that one guy? If he goes out of business, if he's able to keep just losing money hand over fist on, on gasoline and the, the one guy goes out of business, somebody else could open up. As you say, Mark, somebody could roll up a truck and start selling out of the truck. Anything. You could get home delivery. You could have all kinds of different uh, methods of getting gasoline to the people around there. And th- this guy would not be able to do that forever. I don't care how rich he is. And isn't he in business to make money? That's right. Not only no, that, but the, no, I know, but we're talking, about, we're talking about what some would call unethical business practices. Right, but see, right. the examples they give are ludicrous. And for example, the guy across town who's being undercut most of these gas stations don't make any money on gas they make it on refreshments yeah. and other things now if somebody did that to me i'd probably think about just shut down for a week or two and let the guy uh, blow off a lot of money and then when he's ready to raise his prices i'll open back up again Wow, you interesting. Might, you well, might be able to do that, too. That's something, or, you know, who knows what kind of special sale or service you could really get out there to compete with that other guy on. In I the mean, free market, he could have hookers um, at the uh, at his gas station, <laughs> sure, okay. you know? Right, well, and how okay, about ostracism? Well, we're, we're, we haven't even talked about ostracism, where, right. you know, you could spread the word. If it's a small town, you've only got a there's few no such people. Thing as an, uh, there's a, no such thing as an unethical business practice that, um, you know, there might be an unethical practice, but there's no such thing as an unethical business practice. If I have something... And I'm willing to sell it at a price that you consider ridiculous. You don't need to pay it. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, I, I'm sympathetic with that view. Well, let's take the case of a of price gouging during a catastrophe. Are you guys, you guys have any? It's a good case. Perhaps- so comment on it, and you're welcome to call back with more cases tomorrow. We'll touch on that in a bit because we got more calls we're we're going to get to here. Thank you for the call. We'll talk about gouging though here in moments. Good question. All of these good questions. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> This 
is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And, uh, by the way, those features include the updates. Get signed up over at updates.freetalklive.com to know the latest when it happens about Free Talk Live. What if a socialist became the president of the United States of America? How about President Barack Obama, John McCain, the North American Union, unconstitutional gun and drug laws, a national ID card? What's your trigger point? If it happens, what will you do? Free State Project participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. So we just got off the phone with David in California. Had a lot of good questions. Uh, one, of course, ludicrous scenario. We, we always enjoy a good ludicrous, absurd scenario that actually couldn't really happen in reality or at least doesn't really examine all of the, the premises that, well, it, that it needs to. I, I think more than um, more than any other pol- political philosophy in, in the world, uh, you know, sort of the philosophy of liberty, has to deal with ludicrous scenarios. Sure. Sure, absolutely. Because, because people, the opponents have to bring it to the extreme. They have to go way, way out there to even come up with something that sounds like it could somehow be a, an objection to the pro-liberty Well, viewpoint. we live in, um, you know, to, to a large extent in a state of liberty, so therefore um, they have to take it to the, the, the most extreme scenarios. I've got another one, too. This one's about freedom of speech. Yelling fire in a th- movie theater. Have you heard that one before? Yeah. That's one of the politicos like to use as their excuse to restrict free speech. Exactly. But that's not a good example because it's a private theater and it's a private rule that you follow. It's not a government rule. It's not an excuse for government. Well, it probably is a government rule, but the government no, doesn't not. need to be in, involved. You don't yelling think you, in a theater? You don't fire think you could theater? get uh, you know, charged with incitement to riot? Oh, I see what you're talking states? about. Well, just yelling in a theater in general is against the theater's rules. They don't want you to have your phone on. They don't want you to yell. Well, you're, allowed to yell um, you're allowed to yell fire in a theater if there's a fire. I know. I'm talking about yelling in general in the theater. Being allowed in a theater is generally against the rules. They don't want you to do that. They want people to be able to enjoy their movie. Anyway, he brought up the issue of, well, what about gouging? What about in a hurricane scenario or some sort of other natural disaster in which a bunch of people want to go and buy some batteries, but the store owner that's selling the batteries has all of a sudden decided to charge five times as much as he normally does? What about that situation? Doesn't that justify having a coercive government coming in and shutting that person down? No, because one person could go, come in and buy all the batteries, and then nobody else could get them. So the higher prices are a rationing device, in, in a sense. Right. That's true. I and mean, they also allow the business owner to perhaps get some extra funds in with which he could go and buy a pallet full of batteries or something like that to If they're available, more. I mean, one would assume that in, you're in, a, in a disaster situation. But I think Wayne's point is even more important. Look... There's a pallet of gallons of distilled water in the local store. If they're at a dollar a piece, because that's what the law says, because normally they'd be, you know, between mm-hmm. 60 cents and a dollar 50. If, you know, but then during this crisis situation, they'll be worth significantly more. But if the law yeah. says no gouging, then they're a dollar a piece. Well, then the first guy who comes in can say, I need a bunch of water and yeah. I've got an SUV. Give me all of that water. Mm-hmm. Well, then everybody who comes in afterwards... That might have really needed some right, water. Somebody who needs some damn water. B- babies dying in the streets here, people, because of your stinking gouging laws. Yeah. I mean, killing children, nuns, starving to death, that kind of thing. If you Because don't. this guy was able to get them all. Right. So, so now you're at the point of rationing. Here's a way to mm. ration them. 
let the store owner sell them any way he wants. Sure. If he's getting $20 a gallon, that guy with the SUV is not going to come in and say, I'll take the whole pallet. He's going to say, ooh, boy, I'll take three gallons of water. Yep, you're absolutely right. right. And in the free marketplace... Anybody would be free to roll up a you know a tank a uh, an eighteen wheeler into a parking lot where they got permission from the parking lot mm-hmm. owner and start selling water out the back of that. So if one store owner is selling water at the, a price that somebody determines is too high, they can get in touch with a, a supplier and they can go or fill up their own jugs or whatever and they can go and compete. I mean, in the marketplace that's possible, but in the government restrict in the free marketplace that's possible. In the government restricted and regulated marketplace, you may need a permit to sell that water. You may you know you may not be uh, legally selling that water, you could be shut down for competing. Yeah, you know, when I lived in L.A., I was in the middle of the 1994 Northridge earthquake. I was in the middle of the Rodney King riots. And in that time, too, when these crises happen, the store owner may not be able to get more supply for a few days. So his income is actually more limited. If he sells everything at, uh, you know, suggested retail, he's going to be out of stock in no time by Mm -hmm. that one guy who buys it all. Then what's he do after that? So by uh, charging more, he's 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 rationing what he has left, and he's also uh, getting a little more money in. So he may have to pay more for for his uh, next next uh, load, let's say, of water or batteries. So I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I remember they made a big fuss over it in, in Los Angeles at the time. It's and just political it, it, grandstanding. That's yes. all it is. It gives the politicians the ability to stand up and say, "Look what I'm doing for you, citizens. I'm saving you money from these greedy, evil." And, and the question Business you have people. to ask yourself is, look, it's you know what the concern is here is that uh, demand is high and supply is low of a given I- item, and you know that's that's true with any finite resources. Mm-hmm. Demand is you know that that's the reason that pricing is as pricing is. Price it meets it, it's where supply and demand meet, right? What if some politician came in and told you what you can sell your house at, what you have to sell your house You're at? They're gouging on that house, right? I mean, it's your house. You get to decide how much it is. Now, maybe the house is worth, um, on the marketplace, $175,000. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with you sticking a sign out that in front that says, $275,000, come and buy it from me. <laughs> I, if likely, you can get someone to pay for it. Right. That's what, it, that's what uh, sets value, is what a person is willing to pay for it. That's all that value is. Anytime that you get a political person coming in and messing with this scenario, all you're doing is screwing with the free market. There's yep. going to be unintended consequences. People are going to be hurt. Let's talk to Tom in Florida. Moving on with your calls. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Uh, yeah. Hey, Tom. What's yeah, on your mind? I want to talk more about um, that, well, very briefly, um, that uh, high school student you were talking to earlier. Yes, the gentleman who that. actually asked the question, what would happen if he did not sign the agreement they put in front of him at the beginning of the school year? Yeah. Well, uh, just very briefly, isn't it interesting they're asking him for his consent? Mm-hmm. I mean, why are they asking him if they could do it anyhow? They obviously need his consent. They get upset when he tends to make it look like he's not going to give it, but why are they asking for it in the first place if it wasn't essential for him to give his consent? I mean, it's really circular. It's sort of a strange situation. Yeah, isn't it, though? It rings a bell. uh, I don't know that they, in fact, do need the consent. I think that they just want um, to get your assent. It's one of these, uh, you know, sort of sales tactics. I mean, if if they let the student uh, come in the school, they can enforce whatever rules they want to enforce on him. Uh, I don't think they need your consent. Well, then why have them sign something? It is a public school, though. He might be able to stand on his constitutional, um, constitutionally guaranteed rights and say, listen, I'm not going to do anything that's uh, uh, unlawful here, but I'm not going to sign it anyhow. 
He might. Um, uh, you know, he, he, he might be able to do that. I don't know whether he could do that or not, but it doesn't seem to me. I mean, there's no ind- I, I see no indication um, that if you sign something under threat and co- coercion, it's not a real contract. No, but they just want to be able to wag that thing in front of you and say, look, you knew what the rules were, mister. Before the school year started out, you knew you weren't wear- allowed to wear a hot pink spandex skirt to school, and you did it anyway. Well, that's why he's going to sign the threat, duress, coercion uh, underneath it. How do you feel about that approach, Tom? Uh, well, um, you could do that. I have, actually have something else I'd like to talk about. Fair enough. I'd, I'd like to hear uh, whatever you have to say here in moments. Also find out what you think at 800-259-9231. Is one of the, uh, one of the other better threat duress, co- uh, coercion, under duress, or all rights reserved? I don't know. Love to hear from you. It's free talk live. Bring up anything. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and those features include live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, as well as a webcam. You'll find it all at freetalklive.com. Um. Travel less and meet online. Try WebEx for free. Go to WebEx.com, enter promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx today. You can also get a free webcam uh, by going to WebEx.com. That's W-E-B-E-X.com, enter promo code 600-600, start your free trial of WebEx today. Let's continue with your calls. Tom, in Florida, you're back on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Uh, yes, um, I'm wondering if I could just give you... Um, I was really fascinated with this fellow, Menard, that you had on in Canada. Robert uh, Menard from thinkfree.ca. Right. Now, he says he says a free man upon the land is a, a human being in a common law jurisdiction who has revoked his consent to be represented and thus governed and is therefore not subject to any statutory obligations, restraints, orders, bylaws, etc. And he goes so far as to basically, uh, I guess he, uh, he sends letters and he alerts uh, I guess the equivalent of, let's say, the, the equivalent of our uh, attorney general of our state we live in, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And if you were to serve that notice upon him, I mean, everybody individually would have to do it. You know, I mean, it's an individual thing. And somehow could get that into the databases. Um, it, you wonder what impact it would have. I mean, the other thing he says is he says, uh, he says a statute is a law. Excuse me, a statute is a rule legislated by a society given the force of law, which basically shows that it's not really a law. It's not a substantive law. Right, it's not a law in that, you know, you are harming another person. It's essentially a rule governing an organization that says, well, if you're a part of this organization, you have to follow these rules. We call them statutes. But if you were to revoke your, your, um, your membership to the society that they assume that you want to belong to. Correct. And you did it legally on, I mean, you did it on paper by serving notice and you could carry the thing around. Uh, and if you, I mean, it'd be interesting if you could, if it would actually could filter into the database. So let's say like you, you get pulled over by the police and it shows, oh, gee, Joe, uh, Joe Smith here is a, 
a free man on the land and not subject to any statutory We have heard law. stories like that. I know that uh, Robert Bernard talks about things like that, and I've heard stories elsewhere from people in this country that have asserted, uh, mind you, there's no real way to verify whether this is true or not, but they have asserted that they've known someone or they themselves have experienced a situation wherein they have withdrawn from the system, and when the system messed with them the first time, they made it uh, make it cost. And they, they made it cost. Uh, they made them have to pay uh, money, a lot more money than they ever would have gotten from him, and, they, and of course they don't pay. I mean, the, the, the victim doesn't pay the system. The system then incurs a cost that they otherwise wouldn't have incurred had they not messed with the guy in the first place. And so they claim that when the police punch up his license plate or run his uh, drivers or run run his identification, that it comes back and it says, do not arrest. Yeah, I wish I could get, um, we have so many law enforcement officers that listen to the show. I want to hear the law enforcement officers end of this. Have you ever run across one of these people? Uh, do, do you, have you been given classes uh, at saying that you're not supposed to mess with these folks? Because this just doesn't fit into my paradigm. Well, I love the idea of, of how well, things operate. I think it's a great idea, and I love the idea of, of popularizing it and having a bunch of people do it. I mean, if you listen to what Robert Bernard says at thinkfree.ca, it sounds like it's something that's spreading up there in Canada, yet, of course, the mainstream media has nothing to say about it. Now, can I say something else? Certainly. Um, see, the, the general run or the general, you know, gamut or whatever you want to say that people have to go through is they have to, like, say, drive around without their license plate and out there without their license, and they get dragged out. And, you know, like I say, you might beat the rap, but you've got to take the ride. And I think that's very uh, unpalatable to most people. But couldn't Correct. there possibly be a way where you make this statement and we force it into the database? We force it into the database. I mean, it's got to be, it's, it's like a, it could be like cre- create like an affidavit. You know, you, you make a public notice. Right. When you're, when you're talking about the state, what well, statement you're referring to, uh, they call a notice of understanding and claim yeah. of right. It's sort of a Canadian, that's referenced uh, in, like, apparently in their own Canadian laws. So in their government's own rules, this claim of right is referenced. I don't know how that applies to we the United States. but the, similar. Sure. Most, most likely all the Western uh, societies do tend to have similar laws. But well, the basic idea is that you, as you were saying, you write the so-called representative, the city manager, the attorney genital, whoever, and you, yeah. let, you tell them, look, I'm a free man. This is my property. I own this. I'm claiming the right to it. I'm, you know, I'm serving you with notice that I am a free man and that if you mess with me and you detain me, it's going to cost you $200 an hour. If you arrest me, it's going to cost you $2,000 an hour. You know, If you force me into your court, it'll cost you this. Basically, you give them a, a schedule for the amount of money that it'll cost them if they assault you or if they you know, detain you or, again, take away your freedom in some way. If they, if they violate the law in that they, they try to defraud you or hurt you in, in some way. It's an interesting approach. I just, you know, I'd love to see more people try it. Maybe we'll see something like that pop up here within the next um, few years here in Keene or other places in New Hampshire. Yeah. Well, it might be something as simple as, according to him, you would say send the attorney general of your state a notice and you give them the 30 days to refute right. your ability to... Um, withdraw from society. Thank now, you for adding that point, because if you give them this time window with which you, you make all these claims, you say, I claim this is my property, I claim that I'm a free man, I claim this and that and this, you know, whatever claims you want to make, you make those claims and you say, you know, in, that, in the event that you do not rebut the, these claims within 30 or 45 days, then yeah, it yeah. will be presumed that, what my claims, that my claims are true. Well, and it, gets even, it gets even better, though, because apparently if you word it right and they do not refute it, that means they agree with it, the acquiesce. 
Yeah, it's called estoppel by acquiescence. So it's one of the principles in law. It's one of their little rules that they uh, claim to play by. Yeah, which is wonderful. So then I think you can take that down to your miscellaneous recordings um, department at your courthouse and record it. Now you've got something known as an affidavit, which is evidence. Now, if you ever get stopped and you say, I don't, and the cop says, well, where's your license? They say, oh, I got a special thing here, an affidavit saying that the attorney general of the state of whatever says I don't have to, and you show it to them. <laughs> <laughs> it might and not prevent fun. you from getting arrested, but, you know, once again, it is kind of an interesting approach. And none of this stuff is supposed to be a magic bullet. As you said, Robert Bernard, or Robert Bernard will tell you he's been arrested several times. So you have to be willing to lose a little bit of temporary freedom in order to gain a larger uh, span of freedom and uh, autonomy in your life. You have to be willing to take those risks in, in order to actually have individual freedom for yourself. At least that's what it seems like. Well, is there a law, I wonder, where it says you cannot withdraw, you, whether you, you're forbidden to withdraw your consent to be governed? Well, that would be a statute, not a law. It's my understanding that, that laws are more of kind of a, a natural, have more of a natural or common law sort of basis. And I'm no legal expert. You guys are certainly welcome to call in and correct me here if you uh, know more about this than I do. But they, Robert Menard and, and his ilk sort of differentiate between, as you were starting the call with, laws and statutes. So would it be a statute that you're talking about instead of a law? Well, statute is nothing more than a rule of a club that you that you basically agreed to join to. Like what I always which we say never agreed thing. to join. I mean, they'll claim that you agreed to join the club well, by simply didn't. moving to a geographical zone, which or is staying in a geographic zone, which I think is the most ludicrous thing in the world. Are you telling me that if I the very fact that I was born here and I haven't moved and now I've agreed to something mm-hmm. by not moving well, away? Well, you agreed because you never said you didn't agree. Right, and that's what this is all about. This is about making it very clear that you you, don't consent. Yeah, which seems like it's a fascinating thing, and it's a very peaceful thing to do. And if a million, millions of people did it simultaneously, what could they possibly do? I don't even need, we don't need a million, we need 1%. 1% would be yeah. enough to scare them into leaving us the hell alone, because if they start arresting 1% of the population on a regular basis for driving around or smoking marijuana or whatever it is... They already have arrested 1% of the population. I'm talking about in a, in a general area in a short span of time. It would really – I mean, we're talking about 1% of the people who would go into court and start asking questions instead of just bowing down and taking whatever punishment. We're talking about 1% non-cooperatives, not 1% of you know easy victims that the state could just ram, ramrod right over top of. That's the 1% you're talking about today, Mark. I'm talking no, about No, I'm just 1%. talking about 1% in, in, of the United States uh, populations in prison. Yes, I understand that. But that's, those, those 1% are people that will roll right over for the government and plead guilty and play by their rules. I'm talking about a 1% of activists, 1% that are going to question the system at every turn and every point and throw as many wrenches into the gears as possible, thereby preventing them from getting what they want, and that is obedience and money. And I thank you, Tom, for the call. I think it's a great idea, and I hope more people will take these ideas and experiment with them as Sam is doing down in Texas, as we're going to see happen here in New Hampshire more often. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, we still need your vote. Even in the remaining days of the month, it's a a once-a-month vote. So please uh, take a moment and go to vote.freetalklive.com. Help us out. Help uh, keep us in the number one slot over at Podcast. Alley, 
to, through the end of the month. Yeah, we're a little over a dozen in the lead, and it's, uh, not it's just not enough. That gap could easily be closed at any time, so we still need you if you've yet to do it. Go to vote.freetalklive.com and cast your vote. It takes you less than a minute. All you need is your email address. It won't be sold or spammed. Again, vote. .freetalklive.com. Continuing with your calls, we talk to Ryan in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ryan. Hello. Hey. I, uh, I got three really quick points. Okay. Um, one is a really funny thing about what Mark was saying about the paid killer thing. Um, I work with a former soldier who uh, was involved in the invasion of Iraq, mm. and uh, he's coming to our side very quickly. Well, Good deal. Any, yeah, definitely. Well, anyway, he uh, told me that the day his recruiter picked him up to take him to basic training, he said, well, son, you ready to be a paid killer now? There you go. <laughs> so he was proud of it. I, there's no doubt that uh, many of them are proud of it, that a lot of people get into the military for those reasons, but not everybody does. And the original conversation you're referencing was uh, a pretty heated – what was a uh, heated discussion on the air on a Saturday show – with Mark and another uh, gentleman that was uh, was on the phones, and it was just it was a comment that I didn't think was appropriate at, at that time. Some others agreed. Some said, "Hey, who cares? Who cares what the guy thinks? It, it doesn't really matter." And I'm certainly I've cer- certainly been guilty of agitating at inappropriate times in the past as well. So everybody makes uh, you know mistakes, and I don't even know if Mark, you consider it a mistake at this. I point. don't know. It was it was accurate, um, but uh, it was. You know, at the same time, maybe maybe that wasn't the most persuasive way to st- to say it. There are a lot of people listening uh, that night that were, you know, the the sort of people that that revere the military and uh, the people that are in the military. Yeah. Um. You know, and and they 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 look back longingly. It, it's something that they feel that they deserve respect for and all that nonsense, and it's just not so. Yeah. Two more points. Yeah, Go ahead. All right, there's a uh, an excellent book called 179 Things to Do Till the Revolution. It is excellent. And Claire Wolf. Uh, Claire Wolf, Wolf. is yeah, the, I was just reading yes. the author. Oh, you have that She's book? She's great. Yeah, th- we got sent a copy That's when right. we interviewed her. That's right. Okay, I didn't know if you had time. Good stuff. I yeah. love her whole point about the moles, we the moles, ghosts, and agitators. Yeah, why don't yeah. you break that down real quick for our listeners that are not familiar? Well, moles are people that work within the system. For instance, they may get high-level government jobs or or whatnot, and they may seem like they're sympathetic with the government, and they they may do everything that they're supposed to do, but at the same time, they're really not. Uh, for instance, they'll delete a database, or they'll be sympathetic to the cause of freedom, um, whereas agitators are the people that'll protest and get in their face. I guess Alex Jones would be a good example of an agitator. Um, people who don't really care that they're being singled out or that, they're, that their identity is known, so they'll go mm-hmm. and they'll They'll get in their face, and whereas a ghost is a person who totally stays off the grid, they'll get rid of the social security number, live in a cabin in Colorado, or or whatnot. They just won't adhere to the system. Well, a ghost can also be somebody that appears as though he's a law-abiding citizen on the face on his face, but behind the scenes, he's actually funneling money into the activist ah. causes, or he's Excellent doing something. Point. Yes, something quietly, maybe a an agorist kind of activity, black marketeer sort of selling drugs or prostitutes or something that is prohibited by the the government. Something that he can do completely under the table. That would be a ghost activity as well. So you don't necessarily have to be a total dropout from the system to be considered a ghost. You can be seen as a upstanding right. member of the public, somebody that respects the process, while in reality you're actually working. Working to undermine it, similar to the mole, but the mole only is a, is for people that work for government. Right. From my understanding. Um, 
Third <laughs> I point. Know some moles, but I won't. I won't call them out. <laughs> your, your third point, but, sir. Um, oh, okay. Um, the other one is that this debate whether um, conspiracy theorists like Alex Jones and others of his ilk are um, worthwhile on the liberty cause. I think that you have to have a diversified attack. Therefore, I love what you guys do more. I'd rather listen to your show. But it's also great that there are people that call out pers- uh, actual individual things that the government does, kind of like examples of, of their tyranny, whereas I like the, the method you take where it's just like, well, yeah, you know, stuff can happen, but that's just understandable because government always goes that way. Well, we get plenty of concrete examples of why the government is evil and why it's generally a bad idea. It's just that the difference between us and the fringe conspiracy theorists, because we accept that, you know, the Federal Reserve is a conspiracy. It certainly absolutely was. Uh, But the difference between us and the fringe conspiracy theorists, the ones talking about chemtrails and HARP and all that other stuff, is that they don't have solid evidence. All they have is hearsay from people that claim to know something. We've got real solid evidence that shows that, you know, there's a... There's a warehouse that people are going to be put into uh, up in D- D- Denver during the Democratic National Convention. You can go see it, and they'll tell you what it's for. Right. We know right, that there's, there's police abuse right. going on all over the country. There's video footage of it. There's no questioning this stuff. If you question the stories that we talk about on Free Talk Live, then you just are questioning reality at that point. You're questioning uh, con- you're questioning incontrovertible fact, whereas with the, conspir- the fringe conspiracy theories, it's just kind of off in the ether, this idea that something evil might be being done by the government and who might possibly be behind it as though it as though it really and matters exactly. in the wash and it doesn't hey, that's an excellent point i can't even refute you on that i so. thank you for the call tonight good uh, good <laughs> hearing from you 800-259-9231 maybe it's all true maybe there really is a big evil weather machine maybe there really is uh maybe there really are chemicals being sprayed from the sky in some places I They're just going to have a bunch of people that don't believe you um, in yeah. in those particular areas. Whereas, uh, you know, we we agree that uh, the government's big. It's doing bad things. Uh, it's controlled by people that want power. Yes, I agree entirely. Right. But my system. People can't refute because my story is by the Associated Press. Your story is a collection of facts that kind of fit right. together a little bit. Plus, Free Talk Live is more than about telling stories. We can get on the air all night long, and we could spend a week just reading police abuse stories if we wanted to. We could get on the air all night long and tell uh, stories about government being evil and very concrete examples of it. But we're also about solutions. We're also about what can be done because of these problems, what should we do as individuals? What can we do to change this situation? And it doesn't always involve, you know, getting behind one. It doesn't involve at all, for me at least, getting behind a political candidate and going rah, rah, rah. Yeah, that'll, you know, let's elect somebody new and, and then he can just change the entire system from the inside out. Something more uh, serious, I think, has to occur. And that's why I'm an advocate of, of nonviolent or peaceful non-cooperation. And these are all solutions, solutions as to how to best communicate these ideas, these great pro-liberty ideas that are, again, logically, so logically sound, they can't be defeated. They can't. So we talk about all kinds of ideas and solutions to these problems, not just talking about the problems or what they perceive might be a problem if you believe all of the allegations, which is what the fringe conspiracy theorists do. So there is a big, a wide gulf of difference there. It's the, the world of action versus false action. And false action is stuff like waving signs in Washington, D.C. on the National Mall. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you're doing something, but uh, the return on investment, 
not as good as some other, I think, and it, uh, activism. It also doesn't require, um, for the average American that's listening to the show, it doesn't require hours and hours and decades of research yeah. finding out what all the conspiracies are and, you know, f- following them to their origins and realizing that, in fact, it's a dark cabal of people that have been trying to rule the world since the beginning of time or and whatever. And then, then you come to the realization, if you believe the fringe conspiracy theorists, that it's unstoppable, that it's inevitable that these uh, people will rule the world and all you can do is just buy a bunch of food put it in your basement right there's there's that but the fact is the average american isn't going to do the research anyway no they're just not going to do it they're busy busy with the things that they're doing so if we can read a story that's incontrovertible incontrovertible um that's out there by their press that's showing what happened that's something entirely different now alex jones does that to some extent and then he tries to tie them in and you know that's where you know the rabbit hole goes let's continue and talk to andy in michigan you are on free talk live hello andy Hey guys. Hey, what's on the, uh, what's on your mind? I just wanted to talk about the uh, the ridiculousness of uh, schooling and and all that. All right. um, my wife had a job with a, a large automotive supplier, and uh, between uh, between the UAW and OSHA, they they just didn't make it. They were a huge company, hmm. so they shut down. They made a deal with the state and. They got this. They the people got this thing called TRA, which is Trade Readjustment Allowance or something like that. So one of these one of these situations where they had to get a license to go out of business too. They couldn't just close their doors. They know what you're getting at. Right, but the the point is, they put her in the. um, She's going to college now, and trying to get into a, a pretty technical field, and a requirement for any degree is this political science class. I'm confused, and, and I want you to help clear it, clear it up for me. We'll give you some more time here in a moment. Uh, more after the news here. Hour 3 is coming up. Your calls about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program, and you can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Right back to your calls. It's Andy in Michigan. Uh, Andy, you had just gotten into your story. If you could quickly recap for everybody just tuning in here and uh, go ahead uh, with your point, sir. All right. Am I there? You are here. Um, my wife had a job with a major automotive supplier, and they mostly went out of business. And uh, she was she got into this program called Trade Readjustment allowance or a, it's the the initials are TRA. Okay. Um anyway, uh so she's gotten herself enrolled in college and come to find out that beyond the the issue of the state deciding what is a demand career or not, and that's that's probably a whole another whole phone call. But, oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh she decided to go into a technical field involving electronics and things like that. Okay. And to get a degree in this or in any other field, and I thought it was 
at first it was state-related, but then I come to find out, no, it's not. Everybody has to do this. She has to take this class called political science. Hmm. And this class requires more materials. They said they've issued four textbooks in the last five years for this class. And when she comes home, she's got all this homework. Does she have reams of technical data to pour over about electronics and digital circuitry and things like this? No, no, no. No, she's learning about governments and politics? She has to write five pages about Barack Obama or Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Right off the bat. And this, this is... <laughs> Awful. It's 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 ridiculous. How I mean, how you know? She and this is be, for technical school. It's it's a community college. Okay, gotcha. But but one of their prerequisites for any degree program is to take this political science course. Yeah, got to indoctrinate the youngins with uh, as much as they could possibly learn about the state and how great it is. And of course, I've been spending the last few months pounding free talk live in her head and, and if you think Ian's extreme you ought to you ought to catch her on one of her good days. Ooh, so good. Wow, that sounds good to me. Hey, uh you know what is it about <laughs> the political science? Isn't that kind of like an oxymoron? How is it that the, that science could apply to this beyond the science of uh, violating other people's rights in the, and in the science of brainwashing. There you okay. There, yeah, that, I mean I, she come up, they I, she told me they had a lecture or whatever in class today and they were supposed to come up with a slogan for a, cam- a campaign slogan. And uh, she thought about it for a little while. And, and what she came up with is smaller government, bigger paychecks. And they looked at her like, like she just crawled out of a hole in the ground. Oh, wait, like, do, wait, this is a campaign for like a fantasy campaign or a slogan for a fantasy campaign, not one of the actual candidates? Right, right. I see. Okay. Because I was going to say, otherwise, this slogan could be, I'll steal less than the other guy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or don't steal. Don't his competition. Don't hold me to it. I'll spend my stolen money on different stuff. Yeah. Hey, great. I always, com- like, I always liked how that, that don't steal, the government hates competition yep. bumper sticker. We're kinder, gentler thugs. Keep us in mind huh. as she uh, continues to tell you stories. And if you get her ch- if she feels like it, give, uh, have her give us a call and tell us, uh, again, some of the continued things that will go on in this class. Uh, she just started it, right? Or is, is it in the middle of Yep. Yep. Just her first. She's just in her first week, so okay. I'm sure there'll be more low lights as time rolls on. Yes. Oh, do yeah. share them with us as time rolls on, and I thank you for the call, Andy. Appreciate Thanks, hearing guys. from you tonight at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That sounds like an adventure in the making. Yeah, I, I love the idea. I know I understand that she's trying to get a degree, so there's only so much she can probably play with in the class as far as her viewpoint is concerned. Because if you piss the teacher off too oh, much, yeah. they could hold a vendetta against you and. Uh, grade your papers poorly as a result of that. I had a communist professor in college. Oh, boy. And, yeah, I, he gave me a C. Cause that, I, that's good enough. That yeah. passes you, right? Yeah, it did, but I didn't like getting Cs. I hated Cs. Well, yeah, but was it worth it for the fun that you had in, in class? I mean, Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. I, w- I would have taken a D to, to uh, just to get in his face there, a little bit. There's no better time than in a classroom situation like that when surrounded by young people to throw out the ideas of liberty and defend them uh, vehemently. People are going to come up to you afterwards. They're going to talk to you say, yeah, I liked what you said in there. Tell think, me more. I think this, there, there's, a, there's an opportunity to take it too far, too. Um, That's why I say you've got to be careful. You have to really kind of feel out the teacher as far as what well, kind of person Well, not just the teacher, they? but the students, too. Look, if you're, uh, you know, if, if you're monopolizing too much class time, you're not getting whatever work it is that the teacher wants to give you a grade on yeah. done and you're Usually doing essentially you're going to get the the kind of situation going with uh that that sam and uh, texas got going in in the court there people are gonna be like come on 
I've had this enough is of this. Let's point. go. Let's go. Don't make it your class. Just make it so you throw in some barbed and pointed comments. Sniping. Exactly. For questions. Questions, of course, are even better. Let's continue and talk to Bob, who is gone. Instead, we'll talk to Paula in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paula. Yeah, hey, hon, I just got something from American Center for Law and Justice. Ooh. Our freedom of speech is being tried to be taken away from us. No, it's already I, gone, Paula. No, no it's no, not gone yet. No, American Center for Law tell and Justice. That to people, they, tell that to the people in the free speech let me, zones, let Mark. Me let the people need it. They go, need Paula, go. This. Get it out there. Okay. I'm it's declaring they, for you, Paula. They have Paula. to go to the Supreme Court of the United States, okay? It's a briefing and all, um, argument calendar. It's a day after Veterans Day. It's fitting that we, I'll read this. It's fitting that we should make the case for the preservation of our national heritage on the day after our nation slews those who have given themselves uh, to support of the cause of freedom. Through enough military. of that. Enough nation. of that, Paula. Let's hear it in Wait your own words. They're having to go and, and protect our freedom of speech. Who's They're trying they? to take it away from us. Who, who's okay? they? They've got ten attorneys. American Center for Law and Justice. Americans they have ten who? attorneys. Okay, Center. plus some other people helping them, too. Ah. Anyway, they're going to have to go to the Supreme Court themselves. Hmm. They said the ramifications are gigantic. What's going to happen if the Supreme Court just says, nah, we can regulate speech? Been going on for years. Case history, we have case to studies. stand up and fight this. You understand this? It's case law. That's what I mean. Case law Paula, says that they can they regulate obscene crucial. speech. They can regulate indecent speech. I think the idea they can regulate Paula, profane hold speech. On, please stop, Ian. Um, I, I think that the idea of the Supreme Court was that they were insulated from uh, the the public and from uh, sort of politics that go about. I mean, they're, these nine people have their jobs until they decide to leave, mm-hmm. so they get to choose whatever they want to. It's not like rallying to a politician where you get to say, "Hey, look, we're." We're not going to vote for you again. We're not going to give you our money. We're not going to support you. They don't need anything from us. Okay, let me tell you something. You can go and you can go before the Supreme Court yourself. You can send a, I'll send faxes to them. Matter of fact, about, about the thing about the gun situation, I got that stopped because I threatened them. And I told them, I said, if you even think about going against this gun uh, amendment, I said, you will no longer have a job. So you were, contact- the, you were the person that turned the, uh, the Heller case? It was you? Yeah, I went to the U.S. Attorney General's office first. Well, they, 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 they tricked They the would scenes. remove them if they went against it. But anyway. They tricked I, you, though, Paula, because fact, in fact, the Heller case gave, uh, gave any municipality or state the ability to regulate gun ownership, and Washington, D.C. regulates uh, semi-automatic weapons, calls them machine they guns. They can create whatever parameters they want to. So well, the Heller anyway, case wasn't a real victory at well, all. Paula, what does your husband, how does he feel about you making t- all this look, trouble? For everybody. It says that this is not supposed to be gone against, okay? And well, I I'm explained this to them. And I said, matter of fact, I even let them know my family helped them, you know, wrote this constitution. Yeah. And I said, this is not going to happen. But, well, I appreciate, anyway, you st- I, I appreciate you standing up for our... Uh, let me tell you who's uh, yeah. all in on this, okay? Okay, go, go ahead. The United States Department of Justice is filed on our behalf. They'll be... Uh, be participating in the oral arguments as well. The city of New York, concerned about a statue of tyranny yeah. going up next to Lady Liberty, has filed the American Legion, Veterans of Foreign Affairs Awards of the United States, the Military Order of the Purple Heart. So, Paula, Heart. here's the important question. Are you going to, if they, if the Supreme Court decides that free speech is over with, are you going to, you know, shut up? No, I'm not. Well, then what's the point of all this? I mean, if, if people don't obey, is, is then it doesn't matter. we have a country that we have to save. Do you understand it's that? It's beyond oh, that point, my friend. It is over. The and U.S. You... government is done for, and there is no saving this. I thank you for the call, Paula, and good luck with uh, your little court case there. 800-259-9231. She is fiery tonight. That yep. is the SACL. She's had it with all your crap, Ian. SACL CAI toll-free line. 
So free speech zones, yeah, go tell that to the people in the free speech zones that they still have free speech. Tell that to the people in Denver right now that are protesting the Democratic National Convention that they still have free speech yeah, being rounded up. Cra- and they're getting their heads cracked with billy clubs. Have you seen, is there footage of that now? <laughs> yes, there is. Wow, I have not seen that one yet. I, uh, wow, I'll have to look for that. Women, too. What? Okay, 800-259-9231. Yeah, you tell that to those people. Free speech. What a joke. You can take control and bring up anything. The only time you've got free speech is when you open your mouth and you speak out. If you go to the court and you ask some man in a robe to allow you to be free, you've already lost. Yep. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. And ladies, don't hesitate to submit your pictures for the Shrine. All the details are there at shrine.freetalklive.com. Dexy 20 is a natural appetite suppressant, enabling people to eat less and still feel full. Users report they eat the same foods. They just, feel, um, they just eat less of them without feeling hungry. They also report feeling more energy without the jitters. We're very comfortable with the fact that Dex C20 contains no caffeine or herbal sup- stimulants. And, you know, those are the things that uh, – that's the most important aspect of uh, this diet supplement I've been taking is that I can't handle any stimulants at all. But mm-hmm. it makes you crazy. You know, well, that's what the ad says. And it does. I mean, you've, you've seen nights when I've had too much caffeine mm-hmm. in here and – you know, I just I'm not nice to people when I I I would come unglued if I took uh, like one of those old Dexatrims. Um, it just wouldn't work for me. So uh, Dex C20, if you have the same problem as I do, want to lose weight the easy way, try Dex C20. You can get it at most major drug stores and uh, at diet.freetalklive.com. All right. So as you may recall, if you were listening last night, I went over an encounter I had with a city of Keene bureaucrat, one of their so-called code enforcers, who came and attempted to threaten me. Because there's a couch in my yard. Now, it's not my couch. It's the neighbor's couch. I own a duplex here in Keene, and my neighbors, they were living there since when I moved, you know, bought the house and moved in. And I think the couch has been there the entire time. I don't really recall. It's so, it's really such a non issue. It's there, and no one's ever complained about it the entire time I've lived here. Is it in your yard or is it on the porch? It's in the yard. Oh, it's in the yard. It's in the yard between a couple trees right next to the sidewalk. Although so, there is a couch on the porch, too. There's a couch on the porch, too. Yeah, why isn't that a problem? <laughs> Yuck or do. Now, uh, you know, <laughs> you don't necessarily know whether it's a problem for people, because many people don't have the guts to say anything. As to, you know, when, Too when bad for them. them. Right. I understand what you're saying. But All right. You, Squeaky you're, wheel. You're, you're claiming that, uh, in fact, it, it's not a problem. but It is not a problem because it has not been a problem enough to, for someone to say something about it. And the neighbors, the ones that have the couch, are in touch with many of the neighbors that are adjacent to the home. They have lived here a long time, and they know who these people are better than I certainly do. I I can recognize them when they walk around, but I don't know who they are. They know who they are. And the woman who's right across the street from the couch is, uh, again, somebody they know well, apparently, and she's never said anything about it. So anyway, clearly the neighbors don't have a problem. Otherwise, they'd could say something. I've been coming could, here almost two years. I've never even noticed it. It's on the other side of the house, so you don't yeah. really go by it. But anyway, this guy came yesterday. Uh, Carl is his name. And he threatened me with a $100 fine for uh, for this couch being in the yard. And I basically uh, said, well, you know, uh, 
where's the agreement I signed? What about consent of the governed? And, of course, he didn't really want to answer those questions. As a matter of fact, he didn't answer He seemed pretty, uh, pretty upset by the idea that I was videotaping it, though he did say, I could videotape anything I wanted to. Well, that's good. I didn't ask you for your permission. Yeah, it's my property. I don't need your permission. And so uh, I guess he's going to come back in another week with another $100 or you know, maybe give me a $200 fine. Of course, he didn't actually write my name on the fine. So it's a notice of violation, name of violator, blank. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to play out. I don't know if they can lean my house if my name's not on it or if they can just, like like you were saying, uh, off the air, Wayne, like how the DEA will charge a stack of cash with a crime of money laundering or something like that, and they can just confiscate the cash. Maybe it'll be the, kind of the same way where they'll just charge the house with the violation and put a lien on the house. Who knows what they're going to do, but we'll uh, document as much of it as possible and talk about it here. But I bring it up again because uh, the, the comments have been pretty heated about it over at freekeen.com, which is where you can see the video if you haven't seen it yet. It's called The Couch Enforcer, and uh, again, freekeen.com has that video. Here's a few of the comments. And we can discuss as necessary, and you can call in and bring up anything, of course. Ari writes, a junk couch for bird watching? Are you serious? Or just looking for a fight and an excuse? Whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. I'm not looking for a fight. I didn't even know. I barely even noticed the couch was even there. I mean, I have seen it, but it doesn't even register with me. It's like a green couch, and it blends in with the grass and... I don't know. It wasn't a problem with me. If it was, I would have said something to the neighbors. So I wasn't looking for a fight. I didn't put the couch there expecting something to happen. It's not even my couch. And was, uh, what, I need an excuse? Am I looking for an excuse to fight with the government? No, they came to me. They came to me and threatened me. There was peace before the government people came and started throwing their threats around and their tickets and littering their tickets all over my property. So everything was fine up until that point. They initiated this. Anyway, he says, if so, I see your point, but you would do well to place your efforts in more efficient ventures that will actually accomplish greater freedom for all. Of course, he doesn't actually suggest what those efficient ventures might be. My presumption is he wants us to vote. He wants me to to participate in the system and vote, and it seems to me that that is the least efficient venture. Anyway, that's my speculation. He goes, uh, goes on to say, no one really wants to fight for the freedom to keep a junk couch on the front lawn. Now, one man's junk is another man's treasure, my friend. Well, so this is th- th- this is the part that w- where I sort of agree with uh, Ari here is I I don't know if this is the best battle simply because I think that what one should look um, unimpeachable when when one is uh, you know doing you know fighting like this uh, you know fighting these sorts of battles and junk couches aren't unimpeachable. If it was, you know... It's my property. I can put whatever I want on it. If I, I, I do agree. I'm just saying it doesn't look unimpeachable. You look like the guy who has a junk couch in his uh, backyard. Well, the first time... Not to w- mention the junk couch, uh, couch on the, the porch. The first time you complained about the fact that I wasn't paying the parking ticket, Mark, and now you're complaining about the fact that it's this junk couch. These are just things... I'm just living my life as a free person, and the government is deciding to attack me on certain things, and you're saying I should just go ahead and obey these uh, masters, these people... That that would rule over my life. You're saying I should obey and obey and obey until something comes up that is unimpeachable. There is no unimpeachable issue. There's always going to be a group of people that are going to corner, you know, side in the corner of the government and say, you know, whatever it is that you're doing is wrong. You shouldn't be doing that. You're painting your house. How about that one? There are some places where there are house colors that are I- uh, illegal. In fact, right here in our very own Keene, uh, there's a historic district that they're working on implementing. 
Actually, Mark, you don't live in Keene anymore. But anyway, no. here, here in Keene, here's, in, here, here, and you're listing some reasons why. I believe now. I don't <laughs> think that my house is actually in the historic district. I'm pretty close to the center of downtown, but not that close. So it's mostly like the center of Keene, the the actual heart of downtown that will be considered this historic district. And the historic Bunch of old district, clap trap, I right? Mean, things, Busy bodies. You have nothing. Tender boxes do. that could go, go up at any second. Right. This historic district is essentially. Essentially, from my understanding, and I've listened to them discussing it on the radio, all the ins and outs of it, they will have total control, total veto power over anything you wish to do to your property. Want to put in new windows? You have to go ask permission. Want to change the color of the house? Literally. You want to paint your house? You have to go to the historic zoning board, or whatever it is they'll be (laughs) called, and ask for permission. So everything you want to do. You, have, you want to put a new door on? You have to ask for permission. Anything that would change the internals or the externals of your home, since it's a historic property, you have to beg for permission. And some people are going to look at that, Mark, if I was in the historic district, and I went ahead and just changed out the windows in the house without asking for permission. They'll see that. That's not unimpeachable. They're going to say, wait. You're in the historic district. What about the character of our community? This is what we wanted as the community, and now you're not you're not honoring our wishes. More coming up. You take control. It is Free Talk Live. <laughs> With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those features include the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download right there from the front page of the website, going back for an entire year free. Again, freetalklive.com. This program is brought to you by SACL CAI. They have a full-orbed approach to account recovery, and it's really three companies in one. SACL does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com and do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live like SACL CAI. As we continue... Sharing with you some of the comments uh, that I have received on a recent blog post over at my blog at freekeen.com called The Couch Enforcer. The city of Keene bureaucrats here in uh, New Hampshire are apparently after me for whatever reason. Uh, The couch, by the way, has been in the yard as long as I can remember. It may have even been here when I moved in. Sometimes these things just happen. I mean, you're being somewhat paranoid to say that... uh, uh, Fred Parcells did happen to drive by the house. Fred Parcells, one of the former city councilors, somebody who seems to be obsessed with free staters. Would you agree that Fred Parcells is obsessed with free staters, Mark? Shown some indications yeah. of that. He is uh, an interesting character. It's We've not had bad lunch to me. with him. I mean, yeah, he's okay in person, uh, but I don't know. He drove by one day, and then the next day, one of his buddies shows up with threats about the couch in the yard. So, coincidence? Who knows? We'll never be able to prove any of it, but uh, let me continue with the. Uh, with, with some of the comments here. 
So uh, Ari says, there are a lot of questions to be answered from both sides, but yes, when you bought the land, you did consent to be governed by many laws. Really? I understand that people keep asserting that, but just because you say it doesn't, ne- uh, doesn't make it true. I looked pretty carefully at uh, the, the paperwork that I signed when I uh, bought this house, and I did not see anything about uh, consenting to the laws. Did you join a homeowners association when you bought this house? No. Nope, I definitely didn't do that. Okay. I would not have. If, and, if there was a homeowners association, I would not have purchased this home. So there's no, there's no, what about city statutes? Is there a city statute against having a, a, a couch in your yard? But there I didn't consent to the city statutes. I'm, I'm sure there is something about junk in the yard, and that's what he is citing with his little ticket. Uh, but it's not my statutes, it's their statutes. It's my property, not theirs. And so I understand people keep asserting, well, because you live in this geographic zone, you've contri- you are part of their society, and therefore you have to follow all their laws. Well, what if I disagree with that? Why don't you prove that? How, how are you going to factually prove that to me exactly? Really, the only thing that makes me part of their laws is their willingness to use violence on me if I don't obey. That's the only thing that continues to motivate me to pay these absurd property taxes that they levy on my house. That's the only reason I continue to do it, and that's only because my girlfriend Julia feels she's scared they're going to take our house away from us. It's a legitimate fear. They've done it to others. Yes, it is. So, really, it's all about the violence. Anyway, he says... A long way from Gandhi, you are Ian Freeman. And mm. then he uh, posts again. He says, as students of history and the foreign policy of the United States, I'm sure you're familiar with what the CIA terms blowback. And thus, my greatest fear from the influx of these so-called free staters is that it will result in a reactionary fear of freedom. Liberty lovers, as politicos, inspectors, you're and police running it for everybody. will crack down on those that enjoy the freedoms we have already fought for in the Shire. And thus, it is coming true. You no one... the ones we're losing? On a day-to-day basis? Well, this is his viewpoint, right? He says, no one cared about the old couch on my property before you came into town, and, or the fact that when I ran for office, I wanted to give money back to the taxpayer. I don't understand what he's saying there. Anyway, he says, we've already seen the blowback from your abrasiveness as Free Talk Live has been pulled from the air in Montana. What did you think would happen in Keene? Well, the Montana situation is completely irrelevant to what's going on here. The Montana situation had to do with a bunch of fringe conspiracy theorists and immigrant haters rallying to take us off the air. We're fine, by the way. We've gotten more radio affiliates since we lost Montana, and we're up. We've got 40 radio affiliates. Nothing has really been lost in the wash, and even Montana hasn't taken us off the air completely. We're still there on Saturday nights. So, bad example. Anyway, he continues. He says, you chose the most socialist place in New Hampshire. I agree with that. As it's largely made up of socialist (laughs) keen state professors. Of Uh course I chose the most socialist place in New Hampshire. Because, number one, liberals, in my opinion, are actually easier to convert to uh, liberty. But, number two, I'm fine with the challenge. It doesn't bother me one iota that this is the probably one of the biggest governments in the state of New Hampshire. So if it's a challenge, then you're admitting that, uh, in fact, you were spoiling for a fight. They're the ones that are fighting, Mark. I came here to choose to live free, well, but I understood that I understood that it may be it may be easier for me to live free in a place in the middle of nowhere like Grafton, where there's virtually no one around, versus including here in, grocery stores. <laughs> versus here in Keene. So I made a very conscious choice to come out here. I can handle this, 
and I understood what I was getting into. That's right. And these so-called intellectual professors should have nothing to fear. Then they well, can they 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 have all their education, and I'm sure they can refute anything Ian has to say. Right. Well, they shouldn't. Yeah, they shouldn't be. They, they shouldn't find any Ian any kind of uh, disturbance. But you know, I I know what uh, Fred Parcells would say to uh, what you're saying there is. Well, you had lots of choices when you moved to, for the Free State Project. I wouldn't be obeying in those places either. Uh, I, wouldn't now, be, I wouldn't be bowing down and kissing the boots of the state Keen there either. It's such a nice place, um, you know, and, and it's nice for a reason. Because it's of their laws. Because right? of all our laws. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just leave us alone. We have a quality of life to maintain here, Ian. Well, they will say that everywhere, Mark. Every city is proud of itself. Every town is proud of itself. We're the plastic city, or whatever it is. Some place in yeah. Massachusetts, like the plastic city. Uh, you know, everybody. I like Toy Town, Winchendon. Yeah, every every town has got their town pride. It's kind of like a little version of nationalism. And so anywhere that a liberty, a non-cooperative, peaceful non-cooperative activist goes to uh, to live free, they're going to run up against opposition. And they're they're going to run, run up against, against the same old arguments. Some will be more than others. Anyway, Ari continues. He says, we, ha- also had a re- we also had regulation-free manicures, open carry, and puppet shows before you all had to make a big fuss about it all as well. So he's claiming that they didn't have regulated manicures before the outlaw manicurist. Well, Only if you sorry. didn't be caught. Uh, sorry, no, you didn't have regulation-free manicures because he was protesting the manicure regulation laws. He's referring to a man that went out and gave a manicure in public in front of the regulatory agency and charged for it and got arrested. Now, that's agitating. That's agitating when you go out and you look for that trouble. When you go out right in front of the uh, the bureaucracy and you say, you thumb your nose and you say, meh, I'm going to do this and I don't care what you're going to do to me. That's far more agitating than me sitting here in my house doing my business day to day and having some bureaucrat show up to aggress against me. They chose to aggress against me. It's not to say I won't be an agitator. I mean, I was involved in planning the uh, the gambling, public gambling earlier this year. We're probably going to have some sort of marijuana disobedience next year, which I certainly will pre- uh, will be participating in. So it's not to say I won't agitate. It's just that in general, I don't. Generally, I keep to myself, and they are the ones that aggressed here. <laughs> Anyway, he says, notice how no one steps. So he's not just complaining about me. He's complaining about every non-cooperative free stater. He's talking about Dave Ridley, who's done puppet shows, illegal puppet shows, and he's going to do another one next month, which I think is great. Can't wait to see that one. In New Hampshire, it's illegal to do a public puppet show and charge money for it. Dave's now broken that law, I believe, three times. He's going to break it for the fourth time, and every time he breaks that law, he always adds in new laws that he can break at the Mm -hmm. same time, like hiring somebody uh, to collect the money for him at below minimum wage. Now he's talking about hiring an underage person below minimum wage to collect the money for him. So, you know, breaking as many laws as possible in the process and showing the system for how truly absurd and oppressive it really is. But this person's got a problem with all of it. I guess if this guy had his way, we'd just all vote and go and beg at the state house, beg to be free. I'm, I've had it with begging. It hasn't gotten us anywhere. And, if, and yes, I know, the politicals will say, we're making progress. Okay, fine. You are, are making progress, but it's not very fast. And I think it's the most inefficient way to go about things. Well, I think that uh, when these uh, stories come up, I think that it, um, you know, in all of these different cases, these civil disobedience uh, issues, it... It, 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 some people get on board. When Rosa Parks didn't get up from that bus seat, some people said, well, that damn black lady should, deserves any problems yeah, she gets. Yeah, she's making waves. But some other people said, you know, there's no reason she should have. 
800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Enough time for your comments about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call if you make them now at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Again, that's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com for as little as 3 bucks a month. You can help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations across the country, spreading the message as far and as wide as possible of free uh, freedom and liberty. Those ideas are so important. If you agree, then become an amplifier and get access to the amp-only perks like the chat room, the forum, uh, the amp-only call-in lines, and more. All the details are there waiting for you at freetalklive.com. As we continue to share some of these comments uh, with you about what people have had to say over at freekeen.com about the couch enforcer, uh, the conflict that the government here in Keene, New Hampshire, has decided to initiate uh, against me, a peaceful person who had, was not harming anyone. They decided that the couch that was on the lawn here on my <laughs> property was objectionable and wanted to threaten me with their fines and court, and I don't know where it will go from court. Ian, but let's, what's this really about? Really, you know what it is about. It's you have dangerous ideas. That's right, and you're and you're expressing them way too readily. That's absolutely the, around here. They're and, targeting, and me. people are getting upset at you for that. But, which is why we need more people here to share the same ideas, so they can't target everybody all at once. Because and, you're shattering their illusions, and they want to cling to them. Yep. So they want me to be obedient. They want me to pay up. They want me to uh, to bow to their supposed authority, and I won't. I won't do it. I've had enough of it. Yeah, I'm going to still pay the property taxes because Julia, she and I agreed that I would wait until there were five people that were willing to not pay property taxes within the same relative geographic area. Yeah, but five is not enough. They're they'll just foreclose on five people. Well, I would, it's I what will make that... her feel good about it, <laughs> and that's all I care about because I was ready to do it last time. Yeah. So, I'm for it in the same city. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's what she wants. She wants pretty much all all key. That makes sense to me. Yeah, make them deal with uh, uh, quite a few of you. But until then, I'll play. I'm not going to play their little games. I'm not going to obey their uh, petty petty little diktats. I mean, if I'm paying taxes, I'm certainly supposedly you know uh, a part of uh, you know the people that are paying them. So they should be serving me. And if this is their level of service, I don't want their services. Wasn't wasn't there a case in, in I think it was Argentina a while back where they actually abolished most of the laws and started over again? Wouldn't that be great if they if they just kind of scrapped everything that was passed after awesome. like 1910 yeah. and not start over? It, it, we just got yeah. back to. Natural law, and that was it. But that would be great, and uh, that would be fantasy. ideal. We can have it happen. It's just we have to have people willing to say no. I've had it with this. I'm not going to obey. There are too many stupid laws and yep. too many stupid busybodies who want to run other people's lives. Speaking of those busybodies, they are commenting on my story over at freekeen.com about this whole issue. And one of them, one of the commenters, Ari, is generally just attacking uh, free staters that don't do political action. Uh, free staters that have been non-cooperative, like Russell Canning and Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. Russell Canning uh, from the New Hampshire Free Press, the editor of that particular newspaper, recently went to the airport in Manchester and held a sign that said, Report TSA Abuses Here. And Ari references that in his post. He says, Notice that no one even stepped up to complain about the TSA at the Manchester airport. Well, that's not necessarily a failure on Russell's part. It's just maybe people were too scared. 
Maybe they didn't want to be seen complaining. Or maybe they just thought it was a silly protest and didn't think anything of it. Maybe they just saw it, you know, smiled and moved on. Not everyone takes things uh, that seriously. They don't know what to do. What, what do you do about the TSA? He says, you folk are already seen as aliens and usurpers, and you do yourself no favors with your abhorrent behavior. Well, that's not the impression that I've gotten from the reception that we've had around here. Uh, there are certainly people who have a... I guess that they're sort of dig. They've dug in deep to the political system. They've got a few cards in play, and they don't want the system to change. They don't want the status quo to change. They might be collecting a pension or something like that. So certainly those people are going to be the ones that come out the the most vehemently against us. But as far as the New Hampshire people that really like freedom, we've had a really great response. The guys from Free Minds TV, Nick and Toby, that you hear on this program on Tuesday nights, they are New Hampshire natives, and they love it that free staters are coming here and getting active. And I know for a fact they aren't the only ones. And a lot of the old-timers, too, who really believed in live free or die. It's these people from Massachusetts who, are, who escaped the whole oppression of Massachusetts and come up here and recreate the very oppression they ran away from. That's the problem here. Now, since I run the website freekeen.com, I can actually look at the IP addresses and email addresses that people use to post comments. Because you have to put a little bit of info in there, but it can be anonymous to most people. However, I can say for certain that uh, our buddy Fred, Fred Parcells from the city, city of Keene, he works for, uh, he used to be a cop, he used to be a city councilor, and now he's currently, so he's a former cop, therefore he's collecting a pension, now he is also a full-time bureaucrat for the housing authority. So this guy is, again, one of those guys that's in deep with uh, the city government, and he posts anonymously on the blog right after Ari saying, Right on, Ari, the Mickey Mouse Club. Young people playing while they wait to grow up. It's doing more harm than good. In time, they will mature, and this phase of their lives will pass. Now, this is the same condescending attitude I've heard from Fred in the past. He, he sort of vacillates between being nice and just being a real jerk. Well, and the, he's being a jerk here. He's suggesting that the people that are non-cooperative, the people that are doing these sorts of activism we're talking about, are immature, that they're young. But Lauren Canario is in her 50s. Russell Canning, I think, is also in his 50s. And so, no, this is certainly not a young person's movement. No, Russell's not in his 50s. He's Russell, not? Russell's the same age as I am. He's really? 37. 37? My gosh, yeah. he looks a little older than that. Well, anyway, I know, La- I know for a fact Lauren is in her early 50s. Well, I'm and, 80, and I'm still doing it. Yeah, right? And uh, Well, yeah, Fred, Fred does seem to think that uh, it's, it's sort of a hippie movement. Uh, and, right. You know, he's relating to things in the past. And right, just, maturity is obeying, Mark. There's, there's probably some, uh, some, some corollaries there, and I, you know, I... I think that uh, basically what this comes down to is, uh, you know, you, you have to create a lot of uh, a network of people. For instance, uh, my neighbor was talking crap about uh, Free State Project members um, when I was over at his house mm-hmm. one time, and I said, whoa, wait, I'm a Free State Project member. Suddenly, his whole opinion of Free State Project members has changed because he knows me. He knew me yeah. before um, he, you know, he had, he'd get contact with me. He thought I was a sure. good guy. Well, imagine so if, now he thinks Free State Project's a good thing. Right. He may have been hearing things from Fred before he met you. He right. May so have... I think that a lot of it's networking and creating, uh, you know, positive uh, thoughts and I, uh, you know, amongst the, the, the public. Good PR. Right. I want to get to these calls, but just one other addition. There are more comments that are very, very critical and, so, and many great supportive comments, and you're welcome to see the story, see the video over at freekeen.com. But Fred Fred actually posts later on as a different name, 
and he references his earlier post. So you know things are bad for your side when you have to pretend like you're multiple personalities in order <laughs> well, to try to make it look... maybe he had another point to make, and, and since he had posted anonymously, he just needed to uh, refer to that. Yeah. I don't think you can, I I, I don't think you can uh, infer anything there. He says, the FSP is filled with individuals who have nothing but contempt for any form or level of government. It seems very contrary to the Free State Project pledge, which speaks to reduced government, not no government. Sorry, Fred. The pledge says, when you pledge to join the Free State Project, you agree that the maximum role of government should be blah, 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 protection of life, liberty, and property. That's the maximum role. The minimum can be zero. So, sorry, that is available in the, both of those options are available in Fred, the Fred, you got nothing. And then he says, oh, well, as Ditto noted above, they're young. And Ditto was his personality that he used <laughs> earlier. Let's go to your calls. <laughs> Ampline, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello? You're on the air. Let's try the other Ampline. You are on the air on Free Talk Live. Hello? Hey, this is Dennis in New Hampshire. Hey, Dennis? Hey, Dennis. So here's some examples for you. Uh, the town, one of the town selectmen in the New Hampshire town of uh, Hopkinton is the guy who organizes the Free State Project Liberty Forum. Okay. So that's somebody who's both in the government, clearly look up to in the town. He got at least that many people to vote for him. That's cool. And then you've got, of course, uh, oh, yeah, some at least one member I know of the Board of Directors of the Gun Owners of New Hampshire. Wait a minute, Dennis, is, are you trying you know, to say that uh, free staters are getting elected even though Russell Canning and Dave Ridley and Lauren and myself are out here non-cooperating? Oh, you want to know people that love free staters uh, that are in the government? Maybe the two dozen representatives who are already rated A plus and A. Who, who doesn't love someone who shows up and starts rating you A plus or A? They're, they're used to being in the minority. Mm-hmm. Now they're, you know... They like this. They love this stuff. So you're saying that we can actually coexist and that well, uh, we're not ruining it for the rest of you? It doesn't – all of this is the screeching and wailing of the dying of Isn't it you know, all this – you know, the, the big state. Now, yeah. I don't know how small the government's going to get in New Hampshire. I don't know how, what form it's going to take. But this is the screeching and the wailing that's going to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact is – People are going to go about different ways of trying to get bring about liberty. I think that uh, a, a rain-sodden, moldy couch in your yard <laughs> is probably not the highest um, and best use of a, a liberty activist's time. But, you know, so what? It would have been cleaned up eventually. I mean, if they move out and then I have to get rid of it, it will get... I mean, I won't keep... I won't leave it there. It's not my couch. It's theirs. Hey, Dennis, I'm glad you called in and I appreciate hearing from you. All right, we're done. It's been Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. We will return tomorrow night. You can join us on our website in the meantime. And all the fun there is free, so enjoy it all at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.